Hello, and welcome to episode 84 of Film Night, and the final episode of 2016. My name's Richie. My name's Jack. My name's Henry. And my name's Joe. (laughs) And in today's episode, we're talking about Rogue One, a Star Wars story. How's everyone doing today? Good, yeah. Joe, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Live from a wonderful and glorious Croydon. (laughs) (laughs) at night. Bloody hell, yeah. I'm in the middle of an industrial estate. Yeah. yeah. It's not the nicest place, is it? My auntie and uncle used to live there. No, it's no, not. No, it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's all right in the town centre. I've yeah. been here before, but I mean, I'm in the middle of, what well, I forgot, Price's Kitchen's on one side. <laughs> what have Your, your car on another. I'm in the Grand, sat by a hotel. Is it Grand? And, um, yeah, it's not bad, actually. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite, it's, it's actually quite nice. Um, yeah, quit in there. Um, we missed you, we missed you, Joe. Oh. I know, I know, I, I, I've missed you guys too. Oh, and just opposite, I've got Christ Embassy. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's been busy, 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 really. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's been a while since you've been on the show. Uh, I know. Have How many have I missed? Uh, three, I think. Three. Oh, very me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be back to it, back to it in the new year. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to having you back. Yeah, looking forward to being back. Flipping heck! <laughs> what a week. Yeah. Well, hey, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we'll let you get back to uh, whatever you're up to, Joe. Sleep. Sleep. <laughs> yeah, get to bed, lads. Sleep. I've been I've been up since five o'clock. Done four shows. Oh, driven God. from Preston. Four and shows. Here we are in Croydon. Yeah. Yes. Good going. If you don't mind, chaps. Yeah, I'm no. heading to bed. Yeah, you, you turn in, mate. You turn in. No problem. Before you go, Joe, right, is, is there any message you want to leave for uh, for the fans? Yes, yes. I, I would just like to say, have a merry, merry Christmas <laughs> and a prosperous 2017. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's great. All right. All have right. a great show. I'll speak to you later on. All right. Get to bed, lad. <laughs> See you later. See you. Bye. 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 Full on. Aye, aye. Oh dear. Oh. Right. Well, that was something, wasn't it? So, has anyone got any um, tales they want to tell? Um, not really, Richie. To be honest. Yeah, I mean, I've not got much to. I mean, this this um, episode is being recorded early, hasn't it? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, just been quiet. Just completely wound down for Christmas now. So, hope all the listeners really got much to to say. Yeah, hope all the listeners have had a good Christmas. We we haven't had ours yet. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you know. Let us know how it goes. Yeah. Um, so should we just get straight into it? Let's then? just get yeah, into let's, it. Let's, yeah. let's, let's dive in because I think we've got lots to talk yeah. about. Let's dive into the final episode of uh, Film Night 2016. Wow. Our first full year. It is. Mm. It and is. interestingly, Jack pointed out off air it's our hundredth R- film that we've reviewed. Yep. Even though it's only the eighty fourth episode. Yeah. So milestone. Yeah. yeah. We've hit our first century. Hell, <laughs> hell of an episode. Mm. Uh, congrats everyone <laughs> yeah that's a wrap <laughs> um, right this week we are talking about Rogue One a Star Wars story we'll be discussing major spoilers throughout this film I think there's I no, think so, yeah. no point in trying to avoid it no so um, yeah if you haven't seen the film and you care about spoilers then what the fuck are you doing just <laughs> why are you listening go, why, why are you listening to this go and watch the film first yeah, and then come back listen. and listen you fucking pleb <laughs> All right. I no, no need to speak to our <laughs> clientele or <laughs> esteemed listeners. Like, 
Well, I'm, I'm just, I get pissed off with it, really. Oh, I can tell, I can tell. We shouldn't have to warn you anymore. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, here's a clip. Ten degrees up. No, 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 no. No! Are you sure this is the way? They, they have landing trackers here, they have patrol squadrons, you've got to stay in the canyon, keep it low. Watch the right! There's a 26% chance of failure. How much further? I, I don't know, I'm not sure. I never really come this way, but we're close. We're close, I know that. Well, now there's a 35% chance of I failure. I don't want to know. Thank you. I understand. Now, put it down now! The wind! If you keep going, you'll be right over the shuttle depot! Watch out! Hey! Okay, uh, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story is directed by Gareth Edwards, and it stars Felicity Jones, Diego Luna, Alan Tudyk, Donnie Yen... Forrest Whitaker, Rids Ahmed, and Mads Mikkelsen. The synopsis is, The Rebel Alliance makes a risky move to steal the plans for the Death Star, setting up the epic saga to follow. What did you two think of Rogue One, A Star Wars Story? Well, I didn't hate it, but my main problem is, is I agree with what Richie said in the car on the way home, it doesn't know what it's trying to do, and... I actually think, when I'm brutal honest here, I think it's a very mediocre film. There were some high points, but the thing is, because it's a Star Wars film, fans of the franchise will convince themselves that it's a lot better than I think it is. If that makes sense, because I've read, I've not, I've not read, I've not, I've not sort of read reviews, but I have seen like headlines of reviews, and people have been giving it, you know, really positive feedback. It's got high high marks on like IMDb, and I've not checked Rotten Tomatoes, but I just think people, if people just step back a minute and look at it as a, as a film, try and sort of forget the whole Star Wars side and look at it as a sci-fi film, it's quite mediocre. I thought it looked, I thought it looked really good in terms of the the um, the battle, which took up a, a large part of the film on on Scarif. I thought that looked great, but I just think I don't think it was anything special, and I think I actually think there was probably too many characters. There was a lot of characters in there. Um, a lot of jargon. Um, a lot of locations. A lot of locations, which I didn't mind, but I just didn't. I thought it was quite ugly with the um, with the um, screen on right on the screen. Yeah, what's it called? Yeah. Sub- subtitles. The subtitles. Yeah. Didn't think that was needed. Um, and even like the music, we were saying in the car as well. That seemed it felt like a bit of a rip off because it was the same. A lot of it was largely John Williams' score, but rehashed. Mm. So they would. They would bring in like a very familiar theme, and then it would suddenly change into a new thing. It was just the way it was done. I mean, it was Michael Giacchino at the helm of the uh, score, and I really like him usually. But it was just the way it was done in this, and that coupled with the fact that um, you know it starts off with a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, but then it doesn't do the yeah. uh, the full opening sequence and yeah. the music. Uh, the way it's done, it does it does feel like a, a rip off. If yeah. it, the whole thing feels like you're watching a Star Wars rip off, mm. like like a fan made mm. thing or whatever. It does, uh, and rip off, not spin off. Yeah, exactly. And and it's and yeah, it doesn't know what it's trying to do. Is it a spin off? Is it uh, a prequel? Is it part of the story? Is it not? Mm. It's just if it, it feels like it's struggling to make that decision throughout the entire film, yeah. and that really annoyed me. It's like at times it was like. Okay, yeah, yeah, we are. We're gonna join. We're gonna go in. Let's do it. Let's be a part of it. But then, it, mm. but then it would be like, oh, oh actually, oh, oh. because been, should we should we do that? Yeah, I mean, and they've been. I feel like they've been saying from the start this is like a side story. It's it's mm. completely it, yeah. nothing to do with the so, yeah. main story. But 
Actually, it was the main story, and it set up the and original then, film. So, then, how is it a side story? It doesn't help. It doesn't help matters when you know R two D two and C three PO appear for one scene. Yeah, exactly. One line, and you just think, well, hold, hang on, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm just sort of yeah. repeating what you're saying. But you know, when they bring in elements from the previous films and they've made it, you know, it's so clear from what I've seen and what I've read about this film before I went in that it's it's, it's separate from. The Star Wars, mm. the original Star Wars, mm-hmm. Star Wars films. But when they do, when they keep shoving these things in, a bit like Force Awakens did, you know, it did. The yeah. nostalgia in them. I mean, they literally filled Force Awakens with it. Yeah, and, you know, you know, the use of holograms and that, that weird blue drink that they had at the start. Yeah, we talked about. Like yeah, we talked about it when we did Star review the Force Awakens, and that was uh, did, that did that was a bit much. But mm. it's more annoying in this because they've tried to. They've tried to put across that it's supposed, it's to, be supposed to be different, a different like side story thing. So when you're putting when they're ham fisting in these references, yeah. which there are a lot, there's uh, a lot, yeah. It, it's just kind of like, well, actually, what are you doing? Is this part of the? Is this uh, supposed to be remember the old yeah. films, or are you doing a new thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also think I also think it was written quite badly. Didn't like the script. Um, I thought Felicity Jones, bless her cotton socks. <laughs> I thought she was given a lot of shite to to say. Yeah. I mean, that didn't help her. I mean, to be honest, I, I think she's okay. I mean, to be honest, the only film I've seen her in that I think she was great in was A Theory of Everything. I saw her in Inferno, but it wasn't her in that. It was just the film in general was shite. This, I just think, yeah, I do think the script was pretty poor. I also think Diego Luna, the um, Mexican guy who played Cassie in whatever he was called, I really didn't like him at the start. I thought he was quite a bad actor, but then I did think he got better as it moved along. I also thought there were far too many conveniences. I don't mind a few because I get you've got to move the story on somehow and link things together, but there was a lot, quite jarring ones. Mm. Like that one where... And we are doing spoilers, aren't we? Yep. He, he all of a sudden reappears to, oh sa- my God. to, to save her from... Um, Ridiculous. From uh, director Ken... Ken... I don't give a shit. Whatever he's called, the guy in the white cape. Ken Dodd. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> just like okay, it's such a cliched one. I mean, as well. yes, I, I know. I didn't think at that point she was going to be shot, but there must have been a better way of bringing him back. There must have been a better way for some, you know, a ship. Uh, one yeah, of the pilots like, could have shot him. Or something. He he was out cold. Mate, he, he, I think they should have just left him dead. I thought he was dead. I didn't think he was what? dead. There's no way. I'm, there's no way he survived in that fall. You know, some of the cracked his fucking back. He's back and his head on yeah. two pi- so, metal vines. So, so even if he hasn't died, he's, he's broke his back. He, he has to climb up quite, quite a <laughs> yeah. way and get get his get his broken back through that um, yeah. quick little yeah. thing. Oh. And it just would have been a better effect if he had just died then. Yeah, and it would have had a better impact. Well, the... but too many oh, of them God. for me. Too many. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But main, let's have your main thoughts of the, of the film. Oh well, I've kind of just given them, but. Um, yeah, that what we were just talking about there about it, um, not knowing what it is, is is the the biggest problem for me because it just mm. kept on annoying me throughout the film. Um, every time there was a reference to something, yeah, I agree with your point about the script. It wasn't very good, but I mean, there hasn't really been a Star Wars film where the script has been amazing, has it? <laughs> no, no, but um, I did think it was especially bad. Maybe, I don't know, but... Uh, I don't remember thinking this about The Force Awakens. I mean, yeah, Felicity Jones was given some shit lines, I suppose, but I think she just hasn't, hasn't really been given much of a character at all. I felt yeah. she was just a bit bit nothing, really. She was no uh, Ray, was she? No. No, I don't think at so. Least, I mean, we saw her backstory, but that's the, 
Felicity Jones, but um And yet with the character of Ray in The Force Awakens, which we are going to be using to compare this to quite a lot in this review. Well, it's uh, just natural, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um we're not really given much of a backstory at all there. I think there is a little bit, but not much. And yet, and yet, there's a and there's more of a character there, mm. much more. Yeah. So and they've given they give like a, a full more than one scene to oh, well, Felicity Jones of her backstory, yeah, and I still I still don't, still don't really feel like there's a character there. And, I, and they even used quite you know two or, two or three flashbacks, yeah. and that didn't really um, that didn't really add much depth to her character. So it was a shame because <clears throat> I think I don't think she was I don't think she acted it badly. I just think. The whole structure of the film and the way in which you know that role was created, I think they could have done a much better job for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she was let down a little bit. Most of the other characters didn't really get behind either. I've kind of forgotten most of them. The only ones I remember really are Riz Ahmed. Uh, I thought he was alright actually. He was alright. Yeah, he was good. And um, the robot, which I didn't like. <sighs> That's about it. Oh, and the uh, blind guy with forced Tourette's. <laughs> yeah, bloody hell, didn't like him. I'm a bomber of force, and the force is with me. Yeah, that was awful. Um, and they tried to make you know that that death scene with him and his mate quite an emotional one, but he wasn't to me. I didn't feel that. Yeah, no, I didn't. Well, they, they, they didn't know each other, you know. Yeah, yeah. they tried to. They, I mean, they tried to do about fifteen emotional death scenes in one minute. They're killing everyone off. Yeah, killing everyone off. I know, but it's and it's just like well. Like, uh, it just feels like, okay, well, let's rush to get to the end of this. They mean, these characters aren't in the next film, so we've got to get rid of them. And so, in that final battle scene, uh, which most of most of which I did actually quite like, I think it looked really good. Mm, I liked it. Um, but kind of, at the end of it, when they're killing everyone off, they're all just doing the thing that they need to do, and then dropping dead. Yeah. They, they literally just feel <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. my function in this battle is over. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to go over there and die. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, yeah, e- yeah. Even, um, even at the start, what, near the beginning of the film, even uh, Forrest Whitaker did that, didn't he? You know, his, <laughs> yeah. his, his character did that as well. Yeah. He said, no, I'm, I'm, it's my time now. You know, and he just sort of stayed there. And, yeah, here's the information that I have. The first that's... planet that got destroyed by the Death Star. <laughs> here's the information I have that's useful to you. Mm. Right, I better die. Yeah, see ya. Bye. <laughs> what confuses me is like, like we said it with The Force Awakens, and we're going to say it now with this, I'm, I'm just a bit sick of this storyline, and I don't know why they chose for their first spin-off to focus it on this, because we've had a lot of the Death Star now, and it just seems a bit like, why not explore a new area? It's not just the Death Star, the whole the whole structure of the story still felt very similar to the but, original yeah, film that, again. That's what I mean, but do you not think... Do you think it's a bit of a strange? Like, why choose that storyline? Mm-hmm. Rebel. Because this is, you know, if, if you're if you are going to start these spin-offs, and there are going to be a few more, annoyingly, mm-hmm. you know, choose Disney. It's a great it's a great chance to explore, you know, a different, a, a whole different thing. Mm. So it just feels uh, they just got to play it safe know, for and the they, money to keep exactly. Coming in. And the cinema was full. Well, yeah, it yeah, would be. Yeah, I know it would be, but that's yeah. That, that, that's, that's another thing for me. That I just think. I'm getting tired of it now. I'm getting tired of the same story and the same story arcs. Yeah. I, I want some fresh stuff within this universe. Some fresh meat. Because yeah. I think there's a lot of potential to have fresh meat. <laughs> but they're not giving it us. So. No, I, I completely agree. You're right. But I don't expect them to give us any either. What do you think of Forrest Whitaker then? He's not going to ask me for my thoughts. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, I thought we'd... <laughs> Go for it, Woody. Um, I said to Richie... When we left the cinema, I just found the whole thing quite boring. I, mean, I, I was, 
I was really bored. But the first hour was so boring. Yeah. I know what we're trying to do. You know, we need we need to tell you this story, don't we? And we need we need to build characters and blah blah blah. But it, I just wasn't interested. I, I, I just found the whole. I couldn't really get into it. I was mm. really, really struggling. And yeah, I, I've sort of. Re- well, to be fair, I sort of agree with everything that's already been said. I, I do agree. The script is really poor. Um, considerably, considerably worse than the uh, Force Awakens script. Mm, and yeah, yeah um, Felicity Jones. Not. I, I don't think it's her fault. I, I, you know, I don't think it's her fault. And I don't think she was helped by her side characters because they were all awful. You know, we've got some good actors there. Riz Ahmed, Mads Mikkelsen. Some decent... Actor Forrest Whitaker. You know, good good names. But mm-hmm. um, we just didn't really offer. They didn't bring anything to the table for me. Not really, no. No one really brought anything to the table. And, and yeah, Jack, you hit the nail on the head, I think. You know, the, the whole Death Star angle. Um, it's, a bizarre, it's a bizarre time to start your prequel, isn't it? You know... Sort of in between episode three and episode four, and while yeah, I, I, the cinematography was good, um, fight scenes were good, but you know it's Star Wars, isn't it? You know it's, mm. it's gonna be good. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And you guys, um, what film is it now? I can't remember some film we watched recently. Oh, I think it was Moana or something. We said oh, it looks good, but you know that's not enough now. Mm. Completely different, I know, but same sort of argument. Yeah, yeah. You can't just similar. Jack. Yeah, I think you said it again about me tapping into the fans who. Are just massive Star Wars fans like me and you, well, not like me and you, because yeah. people who like it have just got to like it for the sake of it. Yeah. Same with you know Fantastic Beasts and, and where to find them. Yeah. People who love Which, Harry Potter just just yeah can't bring themselves to not love Fantastic yeah. Beasts. Yeah, just willing it so hard to be good. Yeah. That they convince themselves that it is amazing. Yeah. Well, I think it, I think there's a bit of truth in that, but it's kind of difficult <laughs> to make that argument because. I don't want I mean, to different people like different things, and yeah, I don't want to. I'm not saying it's it. kind of difficult to kind of say, "Oh well, we didn't like this one." No, we're, so. t- we're talking about the riffraff, though, aren't we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, 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 com- yeah. The, the common perception. Of I, I certainly don't think all Star Wars fans are going are are to have that because I mean, you you guys. No, are, well, we don't do it. No, so. but at the, at the same time, I'm but sure. At the, same, at the same time, I walked out of the cinema waiting for you, Jack, and um, two guys behind me and Richie said, "Oh, that was better than uh, Force Awakens, wasn't it?" Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, you know, this is. People have different opinions, don't they? So. Yeah, that, that's true. And uh, well, well, yeah. There's there's definitely some truth in that about you know people will kind of just love it for the sake of loving it. Mm. Uh, there will also be people that um, just love the Star Wars franchise and kind of and still just like the various aspects in this film, mm. not just because it's Star Wars, but just because they like different things than we would like from the film. Yeah, yeah. But say la vie. Yeah. I, I did expect Forrest Whitaker to be in it a lot more, you know, from the trailers and stuff. Seemed like he was, yeah, but I was kind of glad that he went in the end. Yeah, and his character uh, got bored of him very, very early on. Yeah, as well. <clears throat> and you there know, weren't, but, um, there weren't many interesting characters. No, well, yeah, that's what I've just said before. But um, even though there was a lot of characters, there wasn't many interesting. As well, the whole breathing thing. Uh, oh, I hated what, that. What was that about? I'll tell you what that was about. Forrest uh, Whitaker. That yeah, was Disney going. How can we show another reference? In yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I know what it's about, but <laughs> why the hell was it there? Mm. You know, because even it, oh, that was even, the only reason. There's nothing any. It even than that. sounded like <laughs> the Darth Vader. Um, well, yeah, it even sounded like it. Mm. You know what I mean? It's, it's so the same sort of depth and tone. And, I know, yes, oh. it's just so unsubtle yeah. and yeah, yeah unsubtle, yeah, patronising and awful. Yeah. Apart from the kind of obvious references like that, there was some really weird things in this film. Like the one that stands out for me is the stormtrooper doll. 
Yeah. Well, I, I just thought, what the hell? When I saw I, it. What, what the hell? I, I didn't get that at all. Let me put myself in this universe and try and figure out how in God's name anything like that could exist <laughs> in <know>. this universe. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, got, have you which, got any dolls of Nazis which, um, lying around? Or? Which um, <laughs> which little street seller, which little orphaned Ethiopian child <laughs> in a sweatshop is making that for 2p an hour? Yeah. Who's, who's funding this? Darth Vader? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it was so weird. It was it, just bizarre. You know, it, it was one of those moments where you just think, just why? So, why? Yeah. why? It didn't need to be there at all, did it's it? Just, it didn't need to be there. If you're going to be making a joke, just please think about it before you just shove it in there without, well, thinking about it. Self-awareness only works when it's funny, doesn't it? You know. And yeah, otherwise it's just embarrassing. It's just like, yeah, and this what, was embarrassing. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. I hated I hated the robot. But that's my next point. Um, hated the robot. And I think with him as well, they're trying to they're trying to make him see three PO, wouldn't they? They're trying to be he was very well spoke, uh, mild mannered, and sort of yeah. Anthony Daniels esque in that same and yet it, tone. Uh, uh, yeah, and every time he tried to be funny, it was completely not. I thought the yeah. actual look of a robot was quite good. Yeah, yeah, I like the way. He, oh yeah, yeah. I don't have a problem different. with that. It was a bit different. It was honestly just the things that he said. Yeah, every time he opened, well, he didn't open his mouth, did he? Every time his little <laughs> voice box yeah. engaged, voice box engaged. It's just, it's it just irritating. Yeah. It's just completely irritating. Well, it's it was like it was like superhero film humor now coming from a robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did feel like that, and it's just yeah. it's just putting new ingredients into the like, same what, formula. Like, why it? would it be sarcastic? Mm. Doesn't make any sense. Mm. I know, I know that there's a lot of things about C three PO that don't make any sense, really. But at least it feels more like a robot there's than this lot, thing did. There's a lot about Star Wars franchises that don't make no, any sense. No, that's true. I mean, come on, it's so far-fetched. <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. about suspending disbelief. I mean, I left mine in a fucking car, I think. I didn't even bring it into the cinema. <laughs> yeah. That's you, true. You've got to expect it, haven't you? That's true. It's difficult, it's difficult it's to make that. It's the nature of the beast. Yeah, it's difficult to make that argument. So, yeah, yeah I'll just kind of say it just wasn't funny. No, it was completely unfunny. Completely, completely unfunny. Yeah. Did you know that the film was going to be linking up to the next film? I didn't know that in, it would in make... Such an op- no, well, no. in such a way that it was. I didn't. And well, when in that, terms of what? Episode in terms four? of literally carrying on. What yeah, episode four, yes. Yeah, just yeah. carrying straight on. And A, when that became completely apparent, what was your, Wait, first, gonna, what was your first reaction? My first reaction was, it, it felt to me like they've put that there because they want to say, right, this is why you should care about what you've just watched. Yeah, I yeah, guess yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's the best way to put it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't like the idea of that story in general. Whilst I did kind of. Can we, sorry, which which story are we talking about? So, just, just, so basically, them getting the secret plans that is the start of okay, the okay. original. So, so it's, yeah, so it's towards towards the end. Yeah, film. yeah. Um, I I didn't really like that idea in general because I just feel like it's not a story that I really need to be told no no and in episode 4 that's not a question I'm asking when, yeah, I'm, watching yeah, it, when yeah. I'm watching it you know what I mean I'm no. not asking that question no. and no. I know I know there have been parodies <laughs> of Star Wars that have made fun of the fact that why would it have been built with uh, a weak point or whatever but you don't really need an explanation to that and I feel like Disney's just taken that parody and gone oh well let's just come up with an answer oh, to sure, it let's defend ourselves yeah. let's come up with a two and a half hour answer for it yeah and it's just it literally just feels like I, I just don't need this story nope. I'm quite happy with uh, the information I'm given in the original films as to how they've got these plans and I agree uh, and why all that's happened yeah and now it has now it has to be oh yeah I did it on purpose I was 
bringing it down from the inside. Yeah, I don't really like. I don't really like that idea. It fe- yeah, it felt like. No. Let, let's just make it very clear now, just before we end, that ev- so that everyone knows. Mm. This is the story before that film. Let's just be clear with that. Yeah, it's just over-explaining. Yeah, because I did know. I, I did know that it was set bef- just before that film, but I didn't think there would be a visible link that they would shove in there. Yeah. I thought they would just leave it and it would end, but I didn't... I, yeah, it was just a yeah, horrible... It was a pretty terrible ending. The way it just connected up like that, and it felt so rushed, and then it was just like, look, the end! Yeah, and her, <laughs> and her line, like I can't remember, but she just turned around and... Oh, and yeah. just said it. It's, Leia's line, yeah. Yeah, it just felt, yeah, really, really like horrible line. Didn't need, to, didn't need to go in there. And as I said off air, I sort of, I, I thought just before <clears throat> she delivers a line, um, there's a very sort of long, wide angle shot of a woman in a white <laughs> And I just thought, no. I was saying to myself in my head, just said, no, no, surely not. And when she turned around and said, hope. Oh god, I was, I was cr- cringing. I was cringing. Yeah, it was. And just... It, it just left. I left the cinema with a very sour taste. Yeah, and I said, "Off air, you know, it was like a Bruce Lee film because she said it, and then her lips moved in a completely wrong direction." Yeah, mm-hmm. well, about two seconds later, it's one of the moments in the film where it makes you sort of go like, <sighs> "Yeah, yeah, it does." But it's the end note as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's everything about it. Like you say, yeah, the dubbing was bad. Yeah, terrible, um, I terrible. mean, yeah, okay, so the CGI of her actually is pretty impressive. Uh, really oh, impressive, actually. Yeah, very impressive. And the same for Peter Cushing, yeah, his I, character. I just didn't even think about that. I didn't know. But because well, it's... Well, because well, you... The dubbing on him was awful because I turned to Jack sort of after about a couple of lines of his and said, Jesus mm. Christ. Yeah, I noticed it as well. was terrible. Yeah, it was. The dubbing was terrible. So that has an effect on um, doing it if you're mm. going to be Making it look so oh. impressive with the CGI and everything. Because yeah, it did look damn you know, impressive. Yeah, I mean, line up the mouths, you know. Yeah. But, you know, when she, there's just everything about that was just kind of awful. The line itself was terrible yeah. about hope. I mean, <sighs> Jesus. Jesus. We get it. Yeah, yeah, uh, we get it. Yeah. Uh, the, the way she, it was delivered was terrible because obviously all the... All the effect has kind of gone into the CGI, so they're mm. not really worrying about how it looks like she's acting, for want of a better word. Mm. Mm. So it was just really, yeah, awful, and yeah, left you with this sour taste, like you say, Woody. Mm. Mm. What did we think of, I think it's Ben Mendelsohn, the guy who played Krinnick. You think he's a good actor? Which one's Krinnick? Which one's the guy in the white cape. Oh. Um, awesome Krinnick. Um, didn't really think much of him. Yeah, I didn't think much of him. Sometimes he I was thought, kind of overacting. Sometimes he was okay. Yeah, I did feel that sometimes, but I thought, you know, on the whole, as it's pretty, I thought he was a pretty good villain. Wasn't bad. I thought he was one of the better characters. Mads Mads Mikkelsen's kind of storyline. Oh, I, I think know, that was I probably really like his characters. Yeah, he was kind of all, yeah, one of the line. main boring parts of it, wasn't it? Very, very boring. Very boring. But when it did kind of get going, in like the shot of the start, very beginning, the shot with. The shot at the very beginning with Mads Mikkelsen and, and um, General Ken Dodd, or whatever he's called. <laughs> yeah, that was that was quite a that was a good scene. And yeah, know, I yeah. Thought, oh, it was a good start. It was a good start to a film with a kid running away. And, yeah, I mean, like, if I if uh, my eyes hadn't been burned by seeing the uh, Stormtrooper yeah, doll, then, from, yeah. From, <laughs> yeah. then yeah, <laughs> <laughs> would have been yeah, alright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah ruined it with 
Yeah, but I, I, yeah, I think that. I whole, you started the film off. Quite I thought well. that was okay. That start. It's all downhill from there, wasn't it? That was problem. Well, I, I think it got a bit better later on in the film. It did. It, but once we got going, it, it took him so long to get going. Yeah, it did. And, you know, the whole scene with the council just ridiculous. And yeah, was... why we're all so happy that we rebelled against the council? That I don't, I don't really know. Um, it, it just it just Stop. took there was so much padding it took him so long yeah until we actually started to mobilise and get on with it <laughs> yeah that whole thing with the council felt very strange it was very bizarre wasn't it, why it was I bizarre. hated that scene yeah why is why is there now the the rebels fighting against and why each is, other and, and why is she on the council and since when was there even a council for this <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean I guess that's the point that it's kind of overthrown and it's not in the rest of the films but yeah but, but yeah but they're overthrown yes but um when the guy running delivers the news to the main councillor, she just starts grinning. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's quite happy that they've been um, overthrown. Mm. She's a bizarre character. Um, I think I think it? it's supposed to be because the she wanted, she's, but... she kind of wanted them to go and help, but yeah, yeah. it was like oh, it has to be the whole council's decision. Yeah, that whole scene I really didn't like. But it was just pointless, wasn't it? It was just pointless. Just yeah, it was. Just and, find your truth and, and it was a way to jump lines. I mean, for whatever reason, they decided to make references to the prequels as well as. Uh, oh yeah, the yeah, yeah. Certain characters. Help me out in the Clone Wars. Oh <laughs> yeah, that, that that guy that just turned up because he was in the prequels. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, we all know who you mean. But why is this here? Are you actually going to get yeah. um, Alec Guinness CG'd into this or what? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, so yeah. what's going on? Yeah. Why, why mention that? Yeah. That's gonna be. That's yeah. just there so that people can kind of go. Oh, yeah. so one coming in. Oh, oh no. shit! I can't wait and can pay attention for the rest of the film. But yeah. nope, he doesn't turn up. <laughs> so yeah, why have that line in there? God mm. That really, that's really annoying. It is. Yes, yeah. I hate doing. I hate stuff like. I hate when they do stuff like that for the sake of doing stuff like that. Mm. Mm. Like sometimes, sometimes you can do it and it works, but but other times, most of the time, it really does feel like. Let's just put it in to make people smile. Yeah. Probably a Darth uh, Vader pun about choking ha- on your... I hated it. it what was it? Choking on your... Choking on aspirations. your aspirations. That was it, yeah. Yeah, way to take Vomit- all of the power away from the character of Darth Vader. Mm. Yeah, because... Have him he would drop in jokes. He would say that. No, he wouldn't. He would not. He would not, and he has not. <laughs> yeah, just erase it from your memory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every other every other time you've had Darth Vader on screen, he's just intimidating, yeah. um, showing his disappointment with characters by literally just saying that to them mm-hmm. um, in an amazing way delivered by James Earl Jones. Well, now we've got him fucking dropping laughs. I'm yeah. not happy about this. If you'll pardon the pun, I was expecting him to say. Uh, yeah, that. I was expecting him to say it? that. Yeah. Don't want you choking on your aspirations if you'll pardon the pun. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was actually quite disgusting that. And but but I did like I did like the shot when he came back with the saber. Yeah, I liked that. Oh, favorite scene. It just looked it just looked co- really cool. But, but that that goes back that just backs with what Richie said. We heard the breathing. We heard the breathing, and he he came in from the dark. In the pitch black, and then the was, first yeah. thing we see is the saber. Yeah, and lights you, him up. He, the way he was standing, and you knew, and the reactions of the characters, um, who he was killing, they were shitting themselves, and they yeah. were so scared. And that's that yeah, our favorite. It was good, and you liked it, but yeah, it was an easy win. That's, yeah, yeah, but it, meh. but it was. But I did. It's like a tap, it anyway. It's a tapping, but 
It worked, and it was good. And I did like quite a lot of the action in the film. I thought a the lot of the choreography of fights and stuff was really good. Mm. As much as I didn't like the blind guy, when he was kind of taking on a bunch of enemies with his stick in like one scene, mm. I thought that looked pretty cool. Mm. It was just well choreographed, even if it didn't make much sense. It was well choreographed. So the outside version of a Don't Breathe, buddy, that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did actually think that at one point. Oh, yeah. It did remind me of him. This might be a bit of a, a, a guilty kind of admission here, but I did kind of laugh when the stormtroopers went, he's blind, is he deaf? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that. Uh, you know when they were going, um, sort of like, stand down or something? Yeah. Just like, <laughs> yeah. And he was just carrying on, is he deaf? Is he deaf? <laughs> uh, I did laugh at that, maybe for the wrong reasons. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like I guess what... to kind of back up all my points, I... I like you say, Jack, I didn't hate the film, but well, I didn't really like it very much either. I did like the look of that world as well, that was the, the, the beaches and stuff. Nice design, I thought. Yeah. I'm just thinking about the Nazi references. Well, yeah, but... Whoa, the fighting on the beach. <laughs> well, yeah, and there's a lot more in that. I just feel like the, I've seen enough of those comparisons now. I don't really need to keep having them shoved down my throat. Mm. It was bad enough in Force Awakens, do you remember, with that um, speech from Donald Gleeson? Oh, and the adult belief. Yeah. <laughs> Decorations of the yeah. flags around. Oh, yeah. oh God. Yeah, that, I mean, could, I re- that couldn't have been more. We said in review, didn't we? It was literally like a fucking Nazi. Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a speech. With the huge but, banners. But we all know that the stormtroopers are supposed to be Nazis. I don't really, you don't really need to keep sh- shoving that. And there was more than just the fighting on the beaches on this. Like, I would have been okay with it if it was just the fighting on the beaches. But there was, there was loads of odd lines about it as well uh, Felicity Jones shouted at um, uh, whatever his name was Mexican guy <laughs> yeah I suppose if we have to keep referring to him as that Diego, L- Diego Luna what was, was it Carlos no, it was Diego Luna <laughs> Cassian Cassian. <laughs> Cassian God's sake Carla um, yeah she said she said a line oh you're just, just following orders even though you know they're wrong you may as well be a stormtrooper right Okay. Yeah. So so ob- obvious and kind of jarring, I think. Quite lazily written in, in places. Especially with um, uh, the character of Finn from Force Awakens, J- John B- Behaga, you know. Mm. Uh, mm, yeah, that's true. That's, what, that's when lines like that were being delivered. That's what I we all know that John Behaga was a stunt. Yeah, yeah. Turn good kind of guy. So. And it didn't yeah, even jarring. And it didn't even make sense in context of that scene because no. he just said. I didn't follow the orders. It's, it's like a lot of this so, film. It, they, yeah. just, they just felt that we had to put things in for the for the sake of it. That's that's what I got. That's why I, that was my takeaway from it. Mm. Was very shoving a lot of shit in there that needs to be shoved in. Yeah, but I just want to bring up. Uh, no, no, good. No, um, I, I just want to talk before about the side characters. I quite liked um, the for want of a better word, the creatures, the non-human um, characters, mm-hmm. some of them like some little dudes, France and Guns yeah, and Part of the Rebellion, cool. oh, yeah. and sort of the, the way they looked. Um, I would agree with that, but I would say that I, I kind of wish there was more. I, I thought there was I thought it was a lot. Really? I think in a lot of the scenes when they're sort of running around or whatever, or they're walking through the planet, there's a lot of characters. Maybe I missed some then. I didn't, I didn't notice that they, many. They weren't even, they weren't even side characters. You didn't even have lines. Which oh, you mean like essentially extras? Yeah. Okay. But um, oh, maybe you're right then. I, I might not. There wasn't missed, that many. Them. There wasn't that many who were actually uh, proper characters. If you, 
mm. the prophesied occurrences, if you see what I mean. Because mm. we had the two blokes who were talking to Rogue One on the radio. Mm. The kind um, of Admiral Ackbar type yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, I really did like the way they looked. Like the, there's some really cool looking ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They did, the mini dudes are fine. Good they, they yeah, look, yeah, similar to Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah. 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 They did look great. Well. And yeah. I, I like how they, they've not turned them into like CG shit. Like, no, it looks like they could be from the originals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like I like the design of everything. Every, everything visually is pretty good mm. in the film, apart from the dubbing. It took so long to get going, but actually, when it did get going, I started enjoying it a bit more. I did, I did. Mm. But, but, it, but it still didn't need to be so as long, long as it was. It took so long. No, I it I, I definitely felt the length of this one. Oh yeah. god, I was I was I was falling asleep at some point. Mm. My eyes were going. Mm. I kept fidgeting my seat. I'm, I'm always quite fidgety anyway, but Christ, I was really moving around. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's trying to build tension, but it's like, but all I got from it was, you know, they put the master switch on, and then she starts transferring. Literally. And then she, oh yeah, the switch. Yeah, the switch. That was funny. So many bloody knobs and levers. I think that was... That made me laugh. Where's the master switch? Literally. The blind guy could tap away. Trying to find the biggest lever. Oh, this must be it. That was really funny. I think that for me was the most... Annoying, like convenience, because it was just so stupid. But it was funny. It was funny. But, <laughs> oh my god! Like, it was for the wrong, for the wrong, the wrong reason. They happened to be next to it. Yeah, yeah and it's it not is. guarded at all. And it's just literally yeah. a big switch <laughs> and, 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 and yeah, a big lever. But how the hell? Whatever he was called, don't breathe, guy. How the hell he walked from there without being shot? Going, I am a woman of force and the force is with me. Uh. A couple of people did that. Riz Ackman's character f- did that as well. Just like walked into the middle of the war zone yeah. uh, hoping not to get shot. But we didn't, didn't even run though. This time, you know, the, the music music kicked in and he was literally strolling about two miles an hour. He just, yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, come on, it's just not needed, is it? No. And he, he was another one, Richie. He said before about, my, my purpose is done now. Time to die. So yeah. yeah. I'm off now. Goodbye. Yeah, because he did, he did it and then, oh, now we'll aim properly and shoot him. Because the, yeah. guy, and the guy was... Um, I thought he was going to turn around and walk back. I thought, surely to God, he's, he's going to get killed in the crossfire on the way back because there's no way a guy could do that twice. Then, um, <laughs> if he had done. Yeah. And just yeah, walk back in. Yeah. <laughs> but um, when he did, um, I think Jack, you talked about before, when he died, he, his mate came running over mm. and he tried to be all not, yeah, not, just, not, not needed, not interested. It's not very good. Um, as well, uh, Richie, you know, the big. What was robots called? Oh, the ATATs are they called? Oh, I can't remember. I think. Um, good to see them, but I didn't really. I didn't expect them to be in it. I didn't. They're pretty easily defeated. They're very easily defeated. Yeah, once for big boys, once like the planes came. Like I mean, it's one of my favorite scenes in Empire Strikes Back. Oh, it's, yeah, Battle, it's of, such a good scene. Battle of Hoth and yeah. the way yeah, they the they way they trip them up yeah, and everything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And this they're just. I mean, I get they're supposed to be kind of. Uh, new models or whatever, so yeah. that's how they get around it. But but why would it be new models in a prequel? Well, because because it was like they've just just been designed or whatever. So they had like cardboard sides or something, didn't uh, they? Yeah, so I think that's what it's that was supposed to be the get around for how easily they yeah, were. That, that's probably my favorite bit in Empire Strikes Back. Is is that that's mm. yeah battle. great battle? Um, it's just got I can, like, literally I could picture it so clearly made now. I'm just mm. thinking about it. Um, so yeah, I was a bit surprised when they. Showed up. To be honest, me too. I think well, maybe, maybe they could have made something else. You know, something something different. Maybe they brought a bit of tension, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just 
just the idea of including them was just hmm. Hmm. that bit when they um they pushed this massive like ship into the into the other one. I thought it looked great, but I didn't like how they did it. Did you? No. I thought it was really stupid. I mean, yeah, it how, just seems how way too... Could, how bad ship could just go, yeah. full power once it's crashed in, yeah. just literally shoving And, and everyone commanding this massive ship is just like, uh, uh, what do we do? Yeah. <laughs> it, it seemed way too easy. Yeah, yeah it did. Yeah. And then, but, but it did actually look good, the crash. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no, well, how everything was floating around in space. Yeah, like, yeah. Very but good. just the whole idea was just stupid. Yeah, and I thought it looked. It I thought it looked really good, just after the Death Star had struck one of the cities, and it, the whole like Earth was flying up like a wave towards Forest Whitaker. I thought that looked good. Yeah, and I think the look of the whole planets um, looked good. Yeah, because um, there's quite a lot of them. And I've said before about the subtitles. There was a lot of locations. Yeah, um, they did look good. Just though. some of the wide shots we got of them. They did look very, good. very, very nice. I just want to go back to and um, you know I was talking about how. Uh, it, it, certain things were supposed to be for tension but it just kind of felt like they dragged for me like so when they do the master switch and whatever um, they do that and then um, and then Felicity Jones is doing the, the transfer thing uh, and then she has to rearrange the satellite dish yeah and just when that came up I, I was like okay so she's transferring the thing fix now so this antenna. is this is nearly going to hit fix antenna oh for fuck's sake yeah, yeah. oh no starting another 10 minutes onto the film yeah yep <laughs> Yeah, I. That's exactly what I thought when it happened. I just thought, come on, yeah, I, well, Jesus. Like, we know you're gonna do it. Yeah, yeah, no. And why the hell would the, would there be a um, transmitter thing? <laughs> why is why she would it be to... right at the top of a bloody building as well? You know, Please. conveniently placed yeah, yeah. right up there. Please move antenna. Why? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just send the damn thing. Come on. <laughs> yeah. oh my God, what specific position does it need to be in for this to work? Yeah. Straight up, can't send that. Oh, now I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And is it that's the best way that we have of um, sending messages to other in this fucking universe? <laughs> yeah. Never had a Bluetooth text. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, we're getting on a bit in time, and yeah. I feel like I've said everything I need to about this film. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. so. I think so. So, unless you guys have got anything else you want to bring up, I don't think so. No. 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 Let's do favorite scenes then, guys. Uh, it's got to be. Vader at the end mm. got to me that did look, that did look great I mean, it, it was a tap-in but it was a tap-in it's a tap-in I'll take but, it you know, they all count don't they and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just yeah loved it loved it from the moment we sort of heard him breathing mm. and Jack said before about you know, when the saber strikes and saber lights up just felt and it built up nicely. It was tense. And, uh, it was tense, and, and they're trying to get the plans out as well. That was, that was pretty tense. Yeah, and the, and the, you know, and the door smuggling the plan away as well. The door wouldn't open fully, and it built up nicely with the breathing. And then, obviously, it's just a shame there was a bit of an anticlimax at the end, mm. right after that. Yeah, very end. Yeah, so that's literally, yeah, literally the bit from when he starts breathing to when the file is um, transferred. Yeah, that would be my favourite scene. Okay, uh, made up for the awful pun. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good Darth Vader pun. Yeah, because until that point, I was just like, "Is that all Darth Vader?" Yeah, in? I was really worried. I'd, I'd rather they'd leave him out. Yeah, yeah. and it, it, and it was good to see a. It's good to see a, a lightsaber in the film. It was. You know, you think of all the things that we brought back. We only saw one lightsaber. I know. <laughs> and we kept talking about the bloody force every five minutes. Didn't and they kept talking about Jedi's, and yeah, it's still better that it was just then though that the lightsaber came yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, that was the problem that the yeah, prequels I, made that they just overdid the lightsabers. Well, yeah, and hopefully if you should have. Yeah, it is. 
I, I did I did agree with what you just said then. Less is more, isn't it, I think. Straight after the scene. That's the lesson. Yeah, straight after the scene that Darth Vader has with um, Ken, General, Ken, General Dodd. Ken Dodd. Straight after that scene, I'm thinking, oh, is, is that his, like... Yeah, is yeah that his, that's is his that... parting gift. Because it was like a five-minute scene, but... So it, it could have been... Uh, it could have been it. The only problem with the scene, was that like, scene, oh. was the line. I mean, it was quite tense when he got him in the choke, because mm. he turned his back. Yeah, yeah, it was. And he... It was good. He was just... It just ended on such a... Yeah, yeah. It just killed all the tension that it just built up. And it did, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the, the way of the look, the way. Yes, that's um, not you. The way it looked as well. There's a really, <laughs> really nice shot of General Ken Dodd walking up to the his lair, and Darth Vader emerges, and there's a great shadow. Darth Vader on this massive, massive shadow of little Ken Dodd at the bottom. It looked really good. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, that, it's a shame it did end that scene like that because I thought that was quite a well-written scene up, yeah, until, up yeah. until that horrible point. Yeah. Go on then. What's your favourite scene, Jack? I just liked. I just liked the the main battle when it was in full swing. Mm. Like no no dialogue, mm. just just those fighter things flying around. Yeah, no speaking. It was just. It just looked really great, and I was just. I was just enjoying it. I, it I, did I, feel I'd, good. I'd say that was just the most enjoyable part because it was like it was kind of even though. It's the type of battle that you see in every Star Wars film. It was really choreographed really well. And it, it was looked choreographed really, good. really well. It, uh, it, it, it did look different enough that mm. it was enjoyable. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it did look cool with the gate into the world and how they had to like break it. And yeah, stuff. yeah. I'll just go with that. Both of those scenes are the best parts of the film, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, just, just to kind of say something different, I'll go with the bit I mentioned before, where um, blind Force Tourette's guy is just beating up loads of stormtroopers with his big stick. <laughs> just because it was choreographed really well and looked pretty cool, so... Mm. I liked that. So mm. I'll just say that one. Okay. Alright, what are we giving this one out of ten, guys? I might hit this one with a six. Maybe a five and a half. A bit torn. Mm. Mm. I'll, go, I'll go six. I'll go six. Alright. Yeah, it's just a shame that it did feel very familiar, and I think people will convince themselves that it is better than it is. But I'm just, I'm just annoyed. It's almost like a self, self-fulfilling prophecy, isn't it? You know, mm. sort of my mate, my mate, force yourself to like it because it's yeah. Pan the pan. Star Wars, you know, what? Force Forcing yourself, to, yeah. Sorry, if you pan the pan, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Intentional. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'm just annoyed that they went with another Death Star story. That's my main issue with it. Mm. Just give me something fresh. So, well, you're gonna, I'm gonna have to wait two, two years until the next one now. What, what? The next spin-off film where he's going to Yeah, be. but I, I, am, I am looking forward to episode 8. Um, oh, well, God, yeah. So, what's the next spin-off film? Is that the Han Solo one? Yeah. I don't know when it's coming. I'm not even interested in that. No. Do we really need to know? Like, not really. No. No, <laughs> we don't. And uh, Donald Glover's Lando Calrissian, isn't he? That's right, yeah. Interesting. Um, so, yeah. I'll head it with a six. What about you, Woody? Um... I'm not going to go as high as that because I was so bored at the start and I only sort of... I was, I was really, really concerned up until we got going. Mm. Up, up, until the moment when the rebellion mobilised and just got on with it. Mm. I think you said before, Richie, that, that was the best part of the film. Once once we got on with it, it was the best part. Um, so for that reason, I'm going to give it a four um, mm. because it, it wasn't the middle of the road because it was just... Dull. It, it, it was completely dull um, for so long. Uh, so yeah, uh, I'll give it a four because as as good as the ending is, it's not the very end. 
as good as the last 40 minutes I'd say mm. is it's not enough for me to, to sort of give it a high rating so I'll go with a um, I'll go with a four okay um, I'll just go just just below you Jack and say 5.5 yeah you're right it was boring and yeah the fucking film didn't know what it was and so many annoying things about it um, but I did find myself enjoying aspects to it and uh, I, I I did enjoy the when it, when it really got going, like you say. So I'll say it's like just that, just slightly above middle of the road for me. All right, then. Okay. We're not doing quiz nights <gasps> this week, and uh, we're also not doing the news what? this week. <laughs> Fans will be up in arms about this. Um, but don't don't worry, you pretty little heads about it, because we've got an even greater treat for you, as Ooh. you probably guessed from the oh, title yeah. of the episode. <laughs> yeah. It is time, ladies and gentlemen, for the Film Night Oscars of 2016. Woo! I'm excited. I'm excited as well. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> the room's the room has been filled up now with um, we've got audience, we've got people in black ties. Hey. Yeah. hey. Down in front, come on. Yeah, yeah. Hey, knock it off, come on. Everyone likes a drink, no one likes a drink. Come I like your, like your tuxedo, Richie, very smart. Thank you, it's very nice, yeah. Oh. I just, I think, <laughs> I think we can all just kind of hope that we have good behaviour from the audience yes. and, yeah. you know, no uh, riling up from Tom Hardy. Well, thankfully, <laughs> Tom, thankfully, Tom isn't here this year. Oh, he's not here. He's not here, I've, I've checked the guest list. Oh, right, okay. Sorry about that, Tom. <laughs> Maybe next year. All right, um... So we do this every year. I say every year. We've done it once. <laughs> in our one year existence. Well, this, this feels like, you know, because it's our first full year of films. Mm. It is, yeah. This feels more mm. real. So, yeah, Film Night Oscars. Um, I think we'll, we'll just we'll just start with the, the awards that we're giving out. Let's, yeah. let's, get, let's get into it. We've got a lot to give out. We have got a lot to give we've out. We've watched a lot of films this year, so... Yeah. Um, but the first thing, the first award doesn't go to any film, uh, because this is the Film Night Moment of the Year Award. And this is this award is basically just uh, if something incredibly hilarious happens on our show by one of us. A highlight. A, highlight. a rare, rare, a rare, rare occurrence, yeah. Then um, it's nominated and, um, and, and put up for the Film Night Moment of the Year Award. So, I have the envelope here. And the Film Night Oscar for Film Night Moment of the Year goes to Matthew Patrick Chives Cartmel. <laughs> Let's all remind ourselves of the glowing moment. You know, I thought at the start it was going to be a really, really funny film where the camera sort of went up and revealed this horrendous backside <laughs> when The Rock yeah, was an 18-year-old. Yeah. I mean, it, to be honest, it reminds me of uh, the last time I saw my ex-girlfriend naked, actually. <laughs> Oh my god! So, <laughs> uh, I think, I think uh, the Rock had slightly less hairy arsehole. <laughs> brilliant! Oh my god! That's the fins for you. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. I was actually no gonna... shave policy in Eastern Europe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to get him back on the show. What a great moment! Ah. Oh. Congratulations for that, um, Matt. And uh, next time we see you, we'll give you the award. Well, it's his birthday in two days' time, so... Oh, happy, happy, birthday, happy birthday. This is the best present you'll ever get. 
So, our second award of the night is quite a big one, and it's for Best Cinematography. Mm. And the Filmlight Oscar goes to The Revenants, mm. more specifically, Emmanuel Lebeski, the cinematographer who worked on the film. Very well done, my friend. I think, I think we all agree <laughs> that <laughs> this film looked amazing. Yeah, completely agree. Yeah, um, yeah. very good. Well done, Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Well deserved. Um... It was just full of amazing wide-angle shots. Yeah, yeah. The landscape was unbelievable. Um, yeah. So a very, very, very well-deserved winner there. We did have a another contender. We almost gave it to uh, Robert Richardson's work on The Hateful Eight. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm. They're very good work as well, but I think uh, I think The Revenant just edges you out on that one. Yeah. It was so unique, wasn't it? And, mm. Yeah. Uh, some of the shots were just stunning, stunning. Yeah, simply stunning. Yeah, well done, The Revenant. Okay, so now we've got the film that Oscar for the biggest disappointment of 2016. You sound, you sound disappointed already. I sound disappointed. It's a negative award. Richie, because why I'm disappointed is that there's so many contenders for this award. <laughs> yeah. no, there there's been so many disappointing moments and films from this year. So. Yeah, there's a bit of debate over this one, wasn't there? There's there a was. bit of debate, but let's, um, let me reveal who did win the film that Oscar. <laughs> the film night Oscar for the biggest disappointments goes to Nerve. Mmm... Mm. Well deserved. Well done, Nerve. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it was a close one between Nerve and Money Monster for this. It, it was a bit of debate. There was a bit of debate about um, how we were going to settle this one. There was, but I remember back to the time when it was actually, well, you, Woody, that introduced us to the trailer. Yep. And it just looked very different, didn't it? Yeah. Mm. It had a really nice tone to it. it nice, good. <laughs> look, looked great. Um, you know, and it, it appealed to all of us. I think we all said at the time, yeah, I'm very interested to see it. Mm. And... The result. Well, you can listen to the result in episode whatever it was. We did review it. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> episode episode sixty eight, I think. Right. Okay. I put it in my review of Black Mirror. See. Oh right. I compared the one of the. I compared the um, shut up and dance episode in Black Mirror and the texting one. Oh. To oh right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to go back and check which one. Yeah. So you can listen to what we thought in episode sixty eight, but it just was a disappointment. <laughs> yeah. Um. And Money Monster as well. Um. I was I was excited for Money Monster because mm. Jack O'Connell was in it, who I, who I love as an actor, I'm a big fan of his work, and George Clooney and Julia Roberts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the acting it, it, it was very disappointing, especially the end. It um, was. I actually thought the acting in the film was all right. Yeah, it was more how they dealt with the message. Yeah, that's the thing about this. The message wasn't it, and um, that's that's the, that's the thing about this award. See, Money Monster wasn't a terrible film. No, but we we. we Going into it, thinking, yeah, we really yeah. wanted to see it. You yeah. know, we really wanted to yeah. see it. The, the award for the award for biggest disappointment is about something that um, gets you excited and looks really great in the trailers and everything, and mm. you really think it's going to be really good, and then it's just flat. Yeah. Well, we had we had, we did have some contenders for this, you know, Suicide Squad as well was another one. Yeah, that sort of sprung to my mind. Yeah, again from the first, we had so many trailers for it. Way too many. The first teaser trailer when that came out, we thought, ooh. I thought it was going to be quite a gritty, different superhero film, and it completely wasn't. So mm. I tell you what, I was disappointed with as well. I was really disappointed with Girl on Train. Um, the OBS, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I thought that was going to be great. Yeah, and it really wasn't. Bring up another one for you as well. Bleed for this. That's that was another one. Bleed for this. That was a contender, I think. Yeah. Oh really? I didn't really. I had not I... not that it was like a really bad film, but it's just it was a disappointment, wasn't it? I had um. What was it now? Ghostbusters, you know, Ghostbusters was well, no, I disappointing. Just, yeah, but we all anticipated a shit film. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
Okay, so we move on to the next yeah. award. Right. Now, this, this next award is for the best comedy of the year. A couple of contenders for this one, but in the end, uh, I think the, the, the winner was pretty clear. And the award for best comedy goes to David Brent, Life on the Road. Well done, David. Yeah, very good. Great bravo, job. Great bravo. Job. Um, He's a V. It was a laugh a minute, wasn't it? <laughs> Literally, laugh a minute. Yeah, we, yeah. we, we were in a yeah. constant fits of laughter during this. Very much so. A couple of other contenders for this were um, Deadpool, um, but more importantly, The Nice Guys. Yeah. Mm. Shame about The Nice Guys, really, because that was a very good comedy. Very close second. Very close second. It was second. a great script. Really well written. So well written. Yeah. Mm. Um, the, and well acted. And um, yeah. the, the comedic timing, I did not know Russell Crowe had it in him. Yeah. Yeah, the comedic timing from Ryan Gosling and, and uh, Russell Crowe and Nice Guys was great. Yeah. But for me, I think, I think yeah. David Brent was pretty nailed on. Uh, it, it was just, it was so much fun. Yeah, mm. and you know it's this. We're in this age now where everything's being remade, and everything's being brought back, and we were very skeptical. We were what was actually what David Brent life on the what life on the road was actually going to be like. Mm. Um, and to say he pulled it off is an, is an understatement. Because mm. as, as soon as it finished, I went and rewatched The Office in about a week. I just did it all again. Yeah, me too. Through, and extras. Off yeah. the back of that film, yeah, it was that good. So yeah, I think uh, it's on DVD now. I think get that for Christmas, lad. Yeah, yeah, is in it. Yeah, I saw it in the, in the shop the other day. Actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, quite a clear winner. Okay, so up next, the polar opposite: worst comedy of the year. Mm. Again, um, there's a lot of contenders. For yes, there's a lot of contenders, but the film at Oscar for worst comedy has to go to Grimsby. Mm. Shocking, absolutely shocking. <laughs> no round of applause there. No, <laughs> just a grunt. Just, yeah. Yeah, just a. Just yeah. Sasha, take your award and fuck off, will you? <laughs> Honestly, you've gone way down in my estimations because I like Bora and I like Bruno to a certain extent. Ali G. Ali G, great. But this and what was the other one that we didn't like with him? Dictator. Dictator. Dictator, terrible. Shower of shit. Yeah. Yes. Sasha. No, we've got no desire to win an Oscar with our movie. Security. Yeah. Shower of elephant jizz. Oh. <laughs> well, you described it really well when we were discussing these awards. It's offensively bad. Yeah, like to the point yeah. where you, I, you. But it's not offensive comedy, though. No, no, no. It's, it's as much as he wanted it to be. As mu- yeah, it's not offensive comedy. It's an offense to comedy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Offense to filmmaking, and that is why no, it, it no just, other film could have won this award. It was abysmal, wasn't it? it was, everything about it was just mm. god. This god awful. This film was. Born to win this award, Sasha, get the fuck out of our arena. <laughs> and, how, and how they portrayed the North as well. Disgusting, wasn't it? Absolute disgrace. Yeah, we're not um, bitter though. No, <laughs> no that, that's not the reason. No, it's um, not. Um, Ghostbusters for me was a close second, I think. Yeah. Um, again, everything about that film was, was appalling. It, it was another uh, offence to comedy. And it was another offence to comedy, and I think even more so because um, something that we've, we've sort of talked about a few times. The main, one of the main characters was, was Kristen Wiig, who's someone who we know can make a good film. Yeah, mm. I watched Paul last week, and she's great in that. Yeah. She's great in um, the other Greg Mattel one, uh, Adventureland. Adventureland. Um, we know, but we all we all do like Kristen Wiig. I've not got anything against her. Yeah. But we so know, we things, know what she's capable of. So many things I've seen her in, um, then she's just been hilarious. I just yeah. laugh out loud. And, yeah, yeah. But just recently. Yeah, she was, she was really good in Paul. I, I, yeah, obviously it's really fresh. Yeah, we may. Yeah. I might. I might yeah, I also, I also um, made a note of Office Christmas Party because that was just 
Another offence to comedy. Just, yeah, just absolutely awful. I don't think that one's uh, anywhere near as bad as Grimsby or... No, no that's why I didn't I think win. that one that's was just a, a, a shit comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, well now we've got the uh, film that Oscar for the best animation, or best animated film, I yeah. should say, yeah. of, of this year. And the film night Oscar goes to Zootopia. Hmm. Um, I think you yeah, two you better lead this one, boys, because yeah, yeah. unfortunately... It's a shame that you didn't um, see that one. I didn't get to see it, so... No, um, just, it was good. I enjoyed it. I liked it because it just it really was very it felt very, very original. The world that they created was a lot of fun. The characters were great. Well written, I also thought. Um, it was, and uh, and apart from the characters and everything being great... The way they thought about little details in how this yeah. this world will work was yeah. really quite nice. Mm. It was, it mm. was, it was just, it was just a really nice, nice film, and I really, really enjoyed it. Mm. But like, you, you can you can really pay attention to little yeah. details. I, in the animation. I, I wanted it to great. see it. I wanted to see it because. Um... And it's done so well. It took a lot of funny. money. Yeah, yeah. It was a funny yeah. film. Yeah. yeah, it was good. Yeah. I mean, when we saw Finding Dory this year, but I mean, the only re- I would just say that at least this was original. This well, was just a cotton copy. Well, wasn't this was original. It was funnier and it was less eye rolly. I think. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely preferred this. I did like Finding Dory. And while, and while Zootopia did have cuteness aspects to it, Finding Dory relied on it a lot mm. more. I think. Oh yeah. Same with uh, Moana. That relied. Yeah, it did. But Finding Dory was ridiculous. How many times did we cut back to Baby Dory? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Whereas with Zootopia, literally <laughs> close up and everyone going. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas with Zootopia. I mean, they're little animals, aren't they? So there is definitely cuteness in there. Yeah, yeah. But it was—it never felt like it was relying on that for comedy or anything. And the story arc was really good, actually. That's what you want, isn't it? That's just what—that's what you want, isn't it? Yeah. No, that's that's. The story progressed really well. I thought it did. Mm. Yeah, it was a good film. Yeah. Uh, And that's why that's won. Mm. Unfortunately, Sausage Party, you're not taking it. No, I'm afraid. I'm afraid you weren't a contender for this one, Sausage Party. (laughs) Yeah. Steph, get back. Uh, Steph. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Steph, put that blunt out. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, the next award is for Most Refreshing Performance. And this award goes to uh, somebody that's done a performance that's nothing we've ever seen them do before. Maybe maybe could be even described as out of their comfort zone. And this film night Oscar goes to Donald Gleeson for Captain Andrew Henry... In the Revenant, yeah. Well done, Donald Gleeson. Yeah, I think it's deserved. From it was a great Donald performance. Gleason. I did think it was very good. Yep, and very different to anything mm. we've seen him mm. do before. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, not 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 the best performance of his career, in my opinion. <laughs> no, no, well, no, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think that, Jack, <laughs> would you? You know, it's not the same levels about time. No, definitely not. No. Um, but it was, it was for me. It was, it was really really good to see him not play. Um, his character that he plays in every film that mm. I've seen him in in the past. A bumbling Englishman. About time, yeah, bumbling Englishman. Mm. Uh, mild-mannered. Although, bloke. He, he was great in Ex Machina, wasn't he? Same kind of character again, though. Yeah, but he was the same, he was the same guy. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, was, yeah. he was good in it because that character really fit yeah. that story it and it was really good. Lot, yeah. He was good in Ex Machina, but yeah, Richie, you're quite right. He, he was... He was playing that same, and we've not persona. and we've not seen him in like a period piece like this. No, 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 no. It was it was very nice. He, he, he was he was he was a good performance from him in, in the Revenant. It, it was. Yeah. Okay. So the next award of the night is for best score, and the winner is Ennio Morricone for the Hateful Eight. We reached the decision for this one pretty quickly, didn't we? It was. Um, I just I remember it was a bit of a no-brainer. No this one. Yeah. yeah. For me. I just remember it being such a 
such a great aspect of the film, and oh, it really stood out as, as just yeah. you know the, 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 the opening title song yeah. with the titles running and that shot of them coming towards you on the, oh, in, yeah. in the in the snow yeah just beautiful amazing it's sort of still still really remember it clearly yeah I can as well actually. Yeah. Which is strange because it's been nearly a year since it's in the film. Yeah, literally hasn't really mm. been a year. Yeah. So yeah, that pretty easy choice. Mm. Yeah. I, I've, a contender for me uh, was Nocturnal Nocturnal Animals. I thought the score in that film was really good, and they used it at really good times as well. I thought. Yeah. Um, but no, I think the, I think the Hateful Eight was was a mm. bit of a bit of a banker. That wasn't it. Yeah, I think the only other contender was and uh, the Revenant as again well. the Revenant. Yeah. Um, but. I think I think Hateful Eight has the edge on this one. Mm. I think there's a lot of silence in the Revenant, isn't there? Um, there is, but that can know. that can add to. No, 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 definitely, definitely. Sure, That's still. part of the beauty of it, isn't yeah. it? Is knowing when to use it. I mean, there's loads of silence in Hateful Eight as well. There for was, example, yeah, there was. Our next award is for most embarrassing special effects, and yet again, there's a lot of contenders <laughs> for this award. <laughs> and the Film Nerd Oscar goes to. Independence Day Resurgence. Mm, not for one moment, just for the whole film. For, for the whole film. For the whole film. Yeah. Had a very big budget, and it was meant to be this, you know, highly anticipated follow-up, and, yeah. it, and it just, it just, yeah. it was embarrassing, that's why it's won the award. It's the USP of the film, isn't it? People go to see the effects, and it was, it was terrible, wasn't it? From start to finish of, a, of that film, it, it was terrible. Mm. I mean, it's a bad film anyway. Yeah. Made worse by the, the laughable uh, special effects. Agreed. Um, just, just completely, completely dire. Uh, there were some, so, the, as you mentioned, there were some contenders for this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think one of the worst defenders for me uh, was um, Batman v Superman. Uh, Definitely. Dawn of Justice slash piece of shit. <laughs> P.O.S. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just it was kind of again throughout that entire yeah 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 film it was just throughout the whole two and a half hours awful effects um, especially mm. in the kind of end battle Te- in the rain yeah oh terrible yeah terrible um, I wake up in cold sweats sometimes <laughs> I think the worst I think the worst part of it in that was when they um, was when Superman shot off shot off into the out, out, yeah. of, the, out of the atmosphere yeah with the main whatever it's called yeah yeah no, no. that yeah. looked really bad. Mm. Grimsby as well for me. Um, you ever seen at the end of Grimsby? Mm. The rock, the fireworks, the rocket in the, in the stadium, oh. and the crowd. They were yeah, just, literally, the crowd was <laughs> just so generic. Yeah, it's terrible. The um, other, one, the other one I had was um, Ghostbusters, at, Ghostbusters at the end. You know when Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy are kind of in that it? portal thing pretty or whatever. Bad. Yeah, pretty bad. Yeah, pretty bad. Uh, but no, Independence Day. Sorry, can I just um, say some mention something about Rogue One because we're just talking about special effects. Go on. I'm not going to talk about Princess Leia. When they were when they jumping the t- what do you call the phrase it called? You know when they sort of jump in the time, jumping the oh going to hyperspace. Yeah, hyperspace. Do you not think it was a bit Doctor Who? Sometimes they had like three shots outside of the. Um, yeah, but the it ki- looks like they're going through. Like, yeah, but they're just keeping to the design that's always been. It was like that in the originals. Yeah. There's like a well, you didn't really, brief... but we have three shots of it in this film. We never really got it. In there was the, not much of it in the originals. In the originals, yeah. yeah. Because no. usually it was just so it's more noticeable. It was just the, the, the lights thing, didn't they? The lights go go and the, and the, uh, the ship would just go. Whoo. They had it through the windows of the ship as well, which was a bit yeah. distracting at times. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, this next award is for the most disappointing year. Um, a pretty self-explanatory one, I think. It's just uh, 
an actor who's just been in a lot of shite <laughs> all year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, has really made not much of an impact at all, uh, where you'd usually expect mm. a bit more from them. Mm. So, the film like Oscar for Most Disappointing Year goes to Kristen Wiig, uh, as we yeah, kind of as made... Yeah, as we talked about earlier. Yeah, yeah it was strange made, one. made clear earlier. Because we know she can be great. Because she can, she's very good. Very she's good very comedic good. actress. She is, definitely, definitely. But she's just... She, it's not even just this year, really. Because she had The Martian last she year. She was appalling in The Martian. Uh, so I don't really know what's going on. And no. even... And even um, when, whenever Anchorman 2 was, I don't think she was that great in that either. No. But this year, she was in um, Sausage Party and... Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah. In, in Sausage Party, that voice was just... So, so painful. It was school-piercing, wasn't it? Very irritating in both of those films. Mm-hmm. Very awful. Um, so, yeah, extremely disappointing from mm. Kristen Wiig. We expect more. Yeah. Close second, Kevin McKinnon. Yeah. Yeah, but she, I mean... She was appalling in um, Ghostbusters as well, and you saw her in, yeah. her in Office Christmas Party. I guess I guess we just didn't, you know, give it to her because we don't, we've don't. we not seen her do anything funny. Mm. Mm. So it's just... Yeah. I also put Sasha Baron Cohen <laughs> because um, he was in Al- Alice Through the Looking Glass, which mm. was awful, and obviously Grimsby. Yeah. So he had a poor year. Yeah. Yeah. And then you mentioned Ben Affleck, didn't you? But we didn't see the. I uh, did, but we didn't see the accountant. But it, it's yeah, we just looked, have to. We just have to go from the trailer from, from on that reason. one. <laughs> it looked terrible. Yeah, that's why I didn't really push him for this award very much. Yeah. So Kristen Wiig, I hope she uh, gets back onto her game. Yeah, I, I want to give a special shout out to uh, something I suggested for this award: uh, DC Comics. Ah, oh, yeah, <laughs> great so, shout. You know, um, we had Suicide Squad. BBS. And uh, BBS, and they were completely, completely terrible, weren't they? And yeah, they, and they tried to they make... They were in no way near the level of Marvel Cinematic Universe films. Yeah, and, I know. And there's a lot of talk this year, wasn't there, about Marvel v uh, DC. Yeah. And Mar- Marvel just absolutely anally raped them. Yeah, they did. And even Marvel didn't even do Marvel that great right. films. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And, and exactly, yeah. Even so. Marvel ones weren't that great. Well, like, BBS was just so laugh- laughably dark, wasn't it? Like, the whole film was almost in pitch black lighting. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then they tried to rectify that slightly in, in Suicide Squad, didn't they? There was talk of reshoots. Well, there was a lot of reshoots, yeah. It was just a poorly Even that was poorly t- film. dark as well. It was bloody dark, yeah, but they tried to put in some, you know, humour. Yeah. None of it was funny. Yeah. No. And they cut out most of Jared Leto's scenes. Um, mm. So it was just a very bad year for DC. I don't know what is Justice League next year. I think so. And they've got yeah. Wonder Woman. 20, yeah, 20, oh god, Wonder Woman. Just, yeah. Oh god. So it's gonna be cut. She's so bad. <laughs> She's so bad. Don't forget the Flash. BBS POS. Uh, I don't think that's next year, but that's, no. it's in the future. It's, I think it's yeah, it's coming. All right. Great. Next. Okay, so our next award is one that is very close to all of our hearts. Oh yeah. Um. And I am honoured to, to be the one to be able to um, give this award out. It is the award for biggest eye-rolling moments yeah. of 2016. There have been a lot of them. There has been a lot. We'll go through the contenders afterwards. <laughs> but for now, the winner is... Young Batman being lifted up by bats. <laughs> at the start of... Bravo, just, bravo. Just incredible. At the start of BVS. Um, it was quite amazing, POS. wasn't it? Um, I, I just, it just we, took me. We couldn't believe our eyes. We literally couldn't believe our eyes. It really took me from surprise. And it made surprise. no yeah. sense at all. <laughs> it made no sense. It just looked so goofy. <laughs> yeah. 
It was terrible, wasn't it? Uh, honestly, I think I, my eyes did a 360, honestly. It was, almost <laughs> as if, it was almost as if they were trying to do some like religious raising up to the gods thing. Yeah, yeah. That was the best food my cerebral cortex I got in 2016. Yeah. Jesus uh, Christ. That, that film was full of eye rolling moments, but yeah, that, was, was. that was the biggest... Uh, Another one we wrote down is the, was the Twitter joke in Noana, but I think we should also generalise here and say, as a, as a rule, 2016 has been full of um, social media references, yeah. and we've talked about it many times. But it's not, it's not even like... Um, I think this was the icing on the cake for us. Yeah. It's it was even, just on another level. It, it was just, yeah, yeah. I think this was the final straw. It wasn't, it wasn't even filmed like a train, train spotting, which is full of pop culture references, and spaced. You know, space is all based on pop culture. And oh yeah, but they're actual jokes. Yeah, they're actual jokes. <laughs> in this, in, in things like this, it's just literally saying the name of something yeah. that's yeah. culturally relevant, yeah. just to just to see if people will laugh at it. Yeah. And in this, it was just not even hiding from that. It was just uh, when you use a bird to write, it's called a tweet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we, we also talked about the elephant sex scene in Grimsby. Mm. Yeah. Um, I really for it for yeah. a different reason, really, yeah. and not because it's oh how disgustingly daring no. comedy this is. Just, just so unfunny, it's painful to watch. Yeah, just offensive to comedy, like you said earlier. Yeah, and the other one was, oh no, the other one was the winner. So, no, Christopher Walken sink breaking his song in the Jungle Book. Yes, yeah, <laughs> that was the closest one for me to winning this award. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, a shocking moment, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It really was. <laughs> I can't watch that. I don't think I can ever watch that again. I never, I, I, I never will. I've never listened to it either. I'll happily rewatch the original though. Alright, next we've got um, our award for weakest genre of the year. And the film night Oscar goes to action. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. And unfortunately, lights and camera didn't get nominated. <laughs> Booms! Classic. You found the fan, you found the Obviously, comedy didn't lose. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it almost did. It almost did win it. Uh, yeah. yeah. It did, actually, yeah. 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 Uh, well, I originally voted for comedy. Um, but I did, but you made know, a great when, point. Sorry, when we met up and discussed this... Um, well, I was probably going to. I was probably going to go with comedy as well, but it was only when I really looked through and kind of thought about action yeah. films that I was just yeah. like, "There's like one film here that's an action film that was any that's like slightly decent." Yeah, uh, and it was X Men. Mm. Yeah. Everything else, all the other superhero films. All I mean, Deadpool's more of a comedy than an action film, yeah. really. But all the other de- superhero films, Independence Day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're just awful, and whereas. This year, contrary to last year, that there have been a couple of comedies that were all yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, a few saving graces. David Brent, David Brent, yeah. David Brent, and the Nice, nice guys. guys. Yeah, two great for it films. So, yeah, unfortunately, action. Pick up your game. Jigs up. Of the woods. Yeah. It's, it's on fire today. Yeah, rolling out the puns. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's, it's Darth like... Vader over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think unfortunately, it's likely to be a two-horse race between comedy and action. <laughs> for the for most, foreseeable future for most years yeah maybe yeah. Um, I mean I briefly mentioned the idea of sci-fi but there's been some good ones I guess um, mm. would, you, would you call superhero films a genre? I, 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 I almost right? I almost I think you would see I almost would put down them action films? I almost put down superhero films but I wasn't sure if we'd want to separate 2016 that. has been the year of super films hasn't it? Uh, yeah. superhero films and it's not going to change anything. It's going to carry on. I didn't want to make that decision, so I just I just lumped them in with the action. I think it is a genre. Yeah, 
No, I think it, I think it's made itself because there's so game. many films mm. yeah. that are in that category. Yeah, maybe we could have an award for well, we have got an award. <laughs> an awards later. <sighs> right, um, I have the best award to give out this year. Well, you I have the honour. I have the honour. Yeah, Sean is with us tonight as well. Hi, Sean. How you doing? Bino, Bino, how you doing, lad? Great to have you here. Good to see you again. Another John, another John Smith, was it? Like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get it. Yeah, yeah no, where's win- Marion this time? Winter's nearly over, mate. <laughs> um, so this award is for, of course, the Sean Bean Most Confusing Casting Award. <laughs> um, and I am honoured to give this award out. The Film Night Oscar goes to Jordan Stevens from Rizzle Kicks for his <laughs> performance in Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. Well done. Well done, Jordan. Very well done. Well done. You're in great company. We had to update Late our contender. list. We had to update our list just an hour ago after seeing the film, just to make room for you. Hmm. So I hope you're honoured to win this award. Yeah. Um, before that, the other contender was uh, Lizzie Kaplan for her performance as the lesbian soldier in Allied. <laughs> what? If, yeah, yeah. Not only the casting, but the character. The character what was the just bizarre. Yeah. Both of yeah. Um, yeah. Henry, you had another contender. I, yeah, my my contender was um, Kieran Hines in in Bleed for This, who played um, Angelo. Yeah, the father of the boxer, Vinny's dad, Vinny yeah. um, Pazienza's dad. Yeah, because um, I mean, I've never really seen the only things Kieran Hines I've seen him in before is that he was in the Harry Potter series and always in one of the films. Maybe he's in a lot of period. He's in a lot of British TV and he, in some period films, and he's he's in the upcoming Martin Scorsese film Silence. <laughs> Playing this um, priest, quite a ser- yeah, priest, like quite a serious role, and just bizarre when he when he popped up playing this irate Italian American guy, yeah. and he was overacting so much, and his accent was coming through. It was really just a messy, messy performance. Yeah. So yeah, three strong contenders there. Well, I've got one more as well. Oh, have you? All four Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, just just the whole. <laughs> what more needs to be said? Yeah, but yeah, John Stevens. Um, I knew he, I knew he dabbled I, a bit in acting. Yeah, because I've 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 seen him in a Channel Four series called Glue. All right, which is on. Right, I've, I've not seen him in anything. Decent show. Um, I guess we just didn't see it coming for. No, and it, it, it's <laughs> he was one of the main characters in that. It's quite, it's serious drama series, and he was um he's quite good in it, but I, I didn't. He was only briefly in this. Yeah, like three he was lines. only briefly in this. He got, he got shot as well, did he? Spoiler. But, um, cool guy. Yeah, he got killed. But um, just bizarre. It just, what the hell when he when he popped up on screen? I said, Jack said, is that the guy out of Rizzle Kicks? Yeah. I, said, I think so, yeah. <laughs> and then immediately we thought, right, well, sorry, Lizzie. Yeah, sorry, Lizzie. You, you've, you've been pipped. You were at, a winner an hour ago, love. You've yeah. Been, you've been pipped at the post. Mm. All right, so we have got a few new awards this year, which Woo. we can credit Henry with. Yay. Yeah, well done. Come on, um, these, some great, some great new suggestions here. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you enjoy them. And the first of them is, and Henry, Henry mentioned before, 2016 really was the year of the superhero film, which is why we've got an award for best superhero film. Hmm. And the film night Oscar goes to Deadpool. Well done, well done, well done. Mr. Yeah. I think the the main great thing about it is it was very different. It, 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 Very different. It, mm. it didn't follow the same path it as was all the other films. Rogue. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Wow. 
My God. You've been taking yes. ton lessons from Darth Vader. <laughs> I am. Someone put uh, this lad away. Yeah. Could have um, got lots of more fire. What's the hell? El Diablo. Yeah. <laughs> I just... But I th- we, we all really enjoyed it. The comedy was genuinely funny. <clears throat> it I, was. I thought, I thought Ryan Reynolds played... I enjoyed it, yeah. And you could see that because Ryan Reynolds was so passionate about getting it made... <coughs> it was great to see that, That actually. came through so much. Mm-hmm. And it's, especially it's coming through now, isn't it? Because we talked about the fallout with the director in That's the previous right. episode. Yeah, yeah, which makes me a little... And not just concerned. not just with the film, but with the marketing as well, I really enjoyed the marketing that marketing well. was, was awesome. Yeah, really... I still am. Really inventive. Still going Awesome on. marketing. Yeah. And... Yeah, I, I enjoyed the film. I, I didn't love it. Um, mm. I think obviously Richie really liked it. Yeah, I did. Um, but I, I liked it. it. It was for me. It was it was between Deadpool and uh, X Men Apocalypse. Yeah, that was good. And they were the only two contenders. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, I think it's still like a great achievement from you because you're not even a massive fan of superhero films in general. No, so. No. But um, I watched all the original X Men films. You see. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, but when I watched Apocalypse, I was a bit sort of didn't really know where we were in the time zones and mm. that. But um, yeah, my my argument for um, X Men Apocalypse was that I think Deadpool was so rogue, it was so left field, wasn't it? Mm. It almost felt like it wasn't wasn't really in essence a superhero. Uh, yeah, film. in essence a superhero film. I get that. So I think uh, out of all your archetypal superhero films X-Men Apocalypse wins hands down because it was actually yeah. a decent enjoyable film it was really well shot decent film by just, just everything about a it decent good. director yeah yeah it was well acted Brian Singer wasn't it the story yeah. was interesting and so engaging it, it, yeah it was Brian Singer who did the original X-Men films yeah, so. yeah, yeah. that's probably why isn't it? and yeah. Oscar Isaac I, I like him he was the main bad guy wasn't he Apocalypse yeah he was right yeah yeah, yeah. But yeah, Deadpool, uh, fully uh, worthy winner. Mm. Fully worthy. Yeah. Right, on to our next award now. Um, this one's for under most underrated film of 2016. And the film night Oscar goes to War Dogs. Mm. Um, unfortunately, just the film that me and Richie have seen. Yeah. Um, so Jack, just shut up for a minute. <laughs> Go get another... I'll have, I'll have John Smith. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, um, what do we think about Richie? Uh, War Dogs? I really enjoyed it. I yeah. thought it was a very good film. Um, and I remember uh, seeing a couple of reviews of people that weren't so keen on it at the time. Okay. Which is why I, I, I think this one is uh, mm. deserved of the underrated mm. film award. Because it was quite difficult because we were trying to think of films that we really liked. And sometimes yeah. they weren't actually underrated. But yeah, they were we just were good films. very much were rated. Yeah, yeah. So it was a difficult one. But... I really enjoyed War Dogs. I enjoyed the performances from um, Jonah Hill and Miles Teller. Mm. First thing I'd seen Miles Teller in since Fantastic. So, was, first thing I'd seen him in the year. Yeah. yeah, so it was a refreshing performance there. It was. So yeah, I, yeah, it was. It was a good film, wasn't it? And it was. It was a good take on a on a very interesting true story. Um, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it from start to finish. War Dogs, because if you remember, it was only me and you in the episode, and we sort of undernared about whether we were actually going to go and record. And we just sort of said, oh yeah, go on then, let's go and see yes. War Dogs. Yeah, I remember. And literally, me and Richie walked into the cinema knowing little, if anything, about the film. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was just really good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just, um, it was uh, told in a really enjoyable way, yeah, the story. Was, yeah, like, yeah. it could have so easily been yeah. a really boring film. Mm. It had, it had a few problems that we talked about in, in yeah. our episode, but um, I think overall it was a worthy winner. Yeah. Um, I just want to give one film a shout out, um, this is a film that I went and saw on my own at Odin at the cinema. 
uh, this year, and that's uh, The Girl with All the Gifts. Ah, yeah. And it was a British independent film. And I think Danny Geek put a tweet out the other week saying they wish more people had seen it this year. Mm. And I remember talking about it on one of the episodes, and I loved it. Um, it was It's a zombie zombie film, but just unlike any other zombie film I'd, I'd seen before. Yeah, yeah, because really good film. It was so good. Yeah, because I hadn't even heard of it until you. Yeah, you it, brought yeah. It, up. It, I think it must have been in Odeon for about a week, and it just got pushed mm. under the carpet. Mm. Yeah, and it was one of the options. It, I really we enjoyed. We never chose it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, Gemmerarton, Gemmerarton, Paddy Considine, mm. uh, great performances from Glenn Close was in it. Um, and the child, the child actor who plays um, Melanie, the girls. I still remember her name. <laughs> um, whose name? I've got to give her. I've got to give her a mention now. I bet I won't be able to pronounce this Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the child, the child actor who plays Melanie, Sena, Senaya Nanua, Nanua. Senaya Nanua? Yeah. Cool. Senaya, brilliant, brilliant. Hmm. Yeah, 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 4 out of 5, 83%. Yeah, we should have seen that, actually. Yeah, um... I'll try and buy the DVD, you know. You'd be able, you'd be able to pick it up for nothing. Um, so if we had all seen this film, do you reckon we would have given that the Oscar rather than War Dogs? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. I think so. Um, it was a completely different take on, on you know zombie film that I've seen before. It, yeah. it had so much depth to it and just, just great acting throughout. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, I just wanted to get that in there. Cause, yeah. yeah, sounds like it was worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, right. The next award is uh, for the most underrated performance of the year. And the Film Night Oscar for this goes to Aaron Taylor-Johnson for his performance in Nocturnal Animals. Yeah, I really agree with this one. As Ray, wasn't he? That was really... That's right, yeah. Mm, mm. It was an excellent performance. And it, I, I, so powerful. Yeah. And I think... So, so strong, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's fair to say he stole some of the scenes he was in. Definitely, hundred um, percent. The, the, the initial scene when he when he because he, he's set in the Jake Gyllenhaal world of Nocturnal Animals, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah, in, he's in, in, he's in, he's in um, the, the fictional book. In the book, yeah. And you know the scene when when the, the car scene where he, where he gets him over to that side, he's so intimidating, he's so scary. He he kept flipping. He was laughing yeah. hysterically, yeah. hysterically to being. A shit scary guy yeah. in, yeah. Yeah, in he, a blink of an eye. He managed to play the part where it had such a fine line between being quite a normal guy to being a, a, a psychopath. Yeah. yeah. And, and and he would just teeter yeah. from side to side. And uh yeah, I mean I've not seen him in anything. I don't think any of us have. Well he's is it I've said we were saying oh, yeah. when we were discussing it, he's been in kick ass. Yeah. Who was in that? He was, the, he was the main guy. Yeah, he was. He was. The, yeah, I recognise him. From that, he was yeah. kick-ass. Was he? Yeah. Which means he was also. He, he's, he's born English. He's got an English accent. He's not actually American. Yeah, so he was kick-ass, and he was also. Um, yeah, he was kick-ass. He was also <laughs> Quicksilver in, in Avengers, the Avengers films, Age of Ultron, Age of Ultron. Christ, and he was in the remake of Godzilla. Mm. Yeah, I just thought he was brilliant, and I, I do hope to see him in more. Yeah, mm. fantastic mm. performance. Yeah, better than anything else I've ever seen him do. Yeah, I listened to a podcast. Um, called it's what this podcast is called Happy Sad Confused and it's an MTV one and we get a different actor on sort of every week it's mm. pretty good actually and he was one of the guests um, in the most recent one Shia LaBeouf was on one of the episodes as well right anyway um, I was listening to that and he was he was came across as quite an interesting guy and he seems to 
I think he's going to be a name to look out for now because I think he was saying on that like to get into his role he'd never done a role where he's he was so dark and disturbed, troubled guy, and yeah, I, th- I think it, I think we might. I think hear I, more of his name. Now. Yeah, I, I, th- I, think, I think this film could. Have I hope so. Really put him on, on the map. I, yeah, I think this. Fantastic. I think this will definitely Young British actor. <laughs> yeah. I think it will definitely open up doors for him. Okay, then. So another new award now, and it's for the brightest idea. Now this award is for obviously every week we have a new section, and in that apart from this week, apart from this week, and in that in that new section. Um, quite often there are some rather terrible ideas. Some rather, rather village ideas. Rather, vi- yeah, rather village. village ideas from Hollywood who think it's somehow a good idea to make a film about whatever. And so that's what this award is for. The, mo- the, the worst of those ideas that we've discussed. And the Film Night Oscar for Brightest Idea of 2016 goes to a live action Barbie film st- starring Amy Schumer. <laughs> Oh, so, God. thank you, Hollywood. I think that reaction says it all, doesn't it? <laughs> thank oh, you, thank you so much for providing us with this film that we all want so much. And um, where do you start? And with giving this? us a lead actress who is just um, um, incredible. This is amazing in every way. Yeah, this is amazing. I mean, there's a figure for all women. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this That's is what I think of it. <laughs> yeah, Bobby doesn't have to be thin. Bobby can be curvy. Oh, shite. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Literally. It's uh, this is amazing. I mean, there was there were some contenders for this, but none That's of them. a lot of contenders. But none of them come even slightly close to. Uh, Ocean's to the Eight all female all female remake. You know that's not a great idea. No, we're not Terrible, feminist guys, right? This isn't a, this isn't a thing against women. Yeah, you know this is just. Well, to be honest, these these types of things, uh, I think, are what's ruining feminism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, well, you made a great point, Richie. I'm, I don't really want to talk about the Barbie thing too much because we yeah. discussed it in one of our most latest episodes. But um, you, you made a great point of Amy Schumer in Trainwreck um, and she's supposed to be this great... She's supposed to be the role model for girls and yeah. whatever. But the character that she plays in that film and what she does, like stealing jokes and all that, like the way she portrays women in it, mm. it is sort of completely going against the grain of what she's trying to Yeah, I, I don't know how she can take herself so seriously with this shit. Yeah, I don't. I don't. And we said, you know, this would this would work wonders for her ego. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, there were quite a few contenders for this. Um, there was, was already there was. In fact, I saw an article after we talked about it mm. where she was saying, um, "Oh, the the the, the backlash that uh, that's come from this Film news." Podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, the backlash that's come from this news uh, clearly shows that this is a necessary film to be made. Oh, yeah. No, okay, no, okay no. Amy. Whatever you say. Yeah. You just she's just tapped, isn't she? She don't have a clue what's going on. No, she don't no. have a clue what's going on. But yeah, Ocean's Eight all female remakes another close contender. And for me, um, well, not for me, for Richie agrees with this one as well. Um, the idea of an Archer live action remake, yeah, uh, just so strange. Just why and, and just a clearly bad idea. <laughs> and the actor whose name now deceives me, John Hamm, is John Hamm uh, playing Archer. Uh, just it's just a complete non-starter. I just don't, yeah, I just don't know how you can have don't Archer really... without H. John Benjamin. Yeah, and why, why the hell? I don't want to see Archer in the live action. I'm more than no. you know. There's seven seasons of it on Netflix. There's so much. Yeah, you know, and it's a great show. For have you watched? Have you watched no. no, no. I see it on there a lot though. You know, it, it, it's a mental, mental idea. Yeah, and I really hope it doesn't actually. Is it actually confirmed? Though? No, no. I don't think it's going to happen. No, oh, God. 
<laughs> Jesus. Right, moving on then. We'll move on to the award for the best scene. We're getting into the juicy ones now. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We're getting into the, the real hard-hitting, nitty-gritty, <laughs> stellar, stellar awards. Yeah. And the film that Oscar for best scene goes to the death of Leo's son, who's... I can't remember the name of the character. Hugh Glass. Hugh, yeah. Hugh Glass, that was it. Yeah, the death of Hugh Glass's son in The Revenants. Yeah. And the murder, the brutal murder, the brutal murder, and truly, truly amazing. Yeah, scene. it was amazing scene. It was really gripping. It was just couldn't take your eyes off the off the uh, off the screen. And the, and the way Hugh Glass's character was pinned down, injured, helpless, helpless. As Tom and Tom Hardy as well, he's great in that scene. Isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Tom Tom Hardy um, is awesome in that scene. Convincing himself that this is the right thing to do. It was unbelievable. As um, well, I don't know if you're going. Will Poulter went off to go and get some water or something, wasn't it? And Tom Hardy decided, yeah, yeah. It, it was just one of those moments in, in film where you, you, you're so you're so tense, mm. and you just, yeah, Jack, you cannot take your eyes off the screen. And it was just soul crushing, wasn't it? Yeah. it? yeah, and obviously Leo acted it just awesomely. Like, and, and yeah, there was so, there's quite a few scenes from the Revenant itself that we could have picked for this. Yeah, and it was a bit of debate, wasn't it? Because um, Jack was a big fan of a bear scene. Yeah, it just looks so realistic. And the fight scene in Revenant as well. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, the the chase towards the end, which results in the fight. Um, I love the camera work in that scene because I remember the camera got right up into the fight and like blood was splattering on the screen. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. And, and the lens was actually misting up with his breath. Yes, um, yes. It just put you right in the middle of that epic, epic fight, which the whole film had built to. I, I also love the, um, the one of the first shots in the Revenant when him and his son are walking down and. And the camera is literally in the middle of the fight, and all the arrows are going through. Oh, in the forest! Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But that that, uh, scene was pretty amazing as well. Superb film. Yeah, I'll just give another shout out as well. Um, Another contender that came close was um, Nocturnal Animals: The Death of Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Um, I love that scene. It's really one of the standout scenes in Nocturnal Animals. It was with Aaron Taylor Johnson as well, wasn't it? No, he wasn't in that scene. No. no, just before that in the room. Uh, no, it was a bit after that. I think. No, it wasn't. I think it was quite. It, a bit it, after it, that. it was the morning after he woke up again, and Jake Gyllenhaal's walking out into the desert. Oh yeah, I know. It, 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 was... it, it was the heart. The heartbeat. His heartbeat was slowing down, slowing down. Kind of collapses with him. Yeah. Before and that, it, the camera keeps flipping from. Oh, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal, um, dying to uh, Amy Adams reading the book. Yes, I thought yes, it looked actually. It was, yeah. it was, it, I was really tense in, in that, mm. and the use the heartbeat was so loud you couldn't hear anything else. Yeah, um, it was so well shot that scene. I thought I thought it was, um, deserved the mention. Yeah, I also love the highway scene in that film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just really tense, mm, mm, and mm. a great and a great performance by all. Mm. Okay, moving on now to the next award, and this one is for the best director of 2016. And uh, this award, uh, sorry, yeah, the, the winner of this film night Oscar is Alejandro Iñárritu for The Revenant. Ooh. You might notice a bit of a pattern to uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Oscars at this point yeah. um, in terms of types of films we might have enjoyed. Mm. Um, well, if it's well-deserved, it, then... It, of course it's well-deserved. This was just... Masterpiece. In, it was a masterpiece. It, that's that's the best word for it. It really was. It was insane the direction in this, and just an incredible film. The only, uh, yeah, the only contender that was really 
uh, up for this one seriously was um, Tarantino for The Hateful Eight. Yeah. Um, but I think well, just for mm. pure inspired kind of uh, ingenuity yeah. that went into The, the Revenant. Le- the lengths that went into making that film. Yeah. We you know, we're, we're over stories, haven't we, about Leo um, eating a real... Oh, yeah. Eating that real bit of liver and yeah. actually sleeping, staying a night in the carcass and all that. Yeah. It's, yeah, we just we just had to go for sort of yeah quite, quite to, incredible really and sh- also like we we did briefly discuss like Shane, Shane Black. Black yeah we did Shane Black as well he, we did he, because he deserves, a, he deserves a credit definitely does because that was incredible directing from him as well it's mm. just kind of a a shame that you know incredible isn't really enough this year <laughs> yeah I've, yeah um, unfortunately missed out because of the two belting films that we also mentioned so yeah yeah but his work definitely can't go unnoticed. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, everyone. One of our biggest awards of the evening. Hush in the crowd, please. Silence. Oi. Down in front. <laughs> and this is for best... All right, Alejandro, you've had your chance. <laughs> you've had your turn. You'll listen to everyone else now. Yeah. Come on, sit down. Come on. Right. So the best actor of 2016 from that Oscar goes to... Leonardo DiCaprio for his performance as Hugh Glass in The Revenant. Just unbelievable acting. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of dialogue, but I think that was the magic of it. It was oh, just yeah. how he dragged himself yeah. across those snowy plains. Looked incredible. The emotion he managed to get across. Mm. And like you mentioned just briefly there about you know the lengths he went to to play that role. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. So, so did we even have any contenders against this one? I think it was just clear that I think, I think this, this is one of the first of all. Can we just one of the easiest awards that we came to agreement? Yeah, yeah. it was. Um, but can we now please allow Leo to come up to the stage? Of oh, yeah. sorry, yeah, sorry. Come, on, okay, come, Leo, come on. Yeah, would you like to say a few words? Thank you, thank you all so very much. Thank you to the Academy. Thank you to all of you in this room. I have to congratulate the other incredible nominees this year um, for their unbelievable performances. Thank you to Climate Change. You were the champion of this endeavor. None of this would be possible without you. Climate change is real. I love you dearly. And lastly, I just want to say this. I'm the king of the world! Yeah. Well said. Well said. Thanks, Leo. Thanks for that. Yeah, I don't think we're really... Bo- Not really, I think, I think no. This, yeah, this is one of the easiest ones we came to decide on. Yeah. It was just so standout. It, it was so standout. It's just, just a clear winner. There's a lot of... Um, a lot of talk clear f- as glass. Oh. A lot of talk floating around before he, after he made the film of the fact that he's never received a film that Oscar before. You know, <laughs> what's this going to be his first one? Is he going to finally yeah. get it? Yes, yeah. yes, Leo, your dreams have come true. We've done yeah. it this year for you. So. Yeah, so congratulations. Okay, so we've had the best actor, so let's have the best actress for 2016. And the film night Oscar for best actress goes to Jennifer Jason Lee for her role as Daisy Domague in The Hateful Eight. Mm. And this, again, um, was one that we didn't really have to spend too much time talking about. It was no. She was great. 
She she really stood out in that film. Yeah, and among incredible actors as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, to yeah. stand out yeah. in that crowd is a, a no mean feat. Yeah, and she was the only woman in the film as well. So, um, yeah, but her, her her character was um, very unstable, the, wasn't she? Yeah, the, the development and the because mm. when we first meet her, in, when Kurt Russell arrests her, she's just like this minging, oh. dirty, tra- trampish sort of mm. character girl. Yeah, and just. It doesn't speak for herself. It does, yeah. It just completely changes as the film goes on. Yeah, um, really, really, really strong performance from her. Yeah, in, in, yeah, in, in a great film, Richie. Yeah, quite right. We yeah. mentioned um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead mm-hmm. for her performance in Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yes, she was, um, she was brilliant. Great performance in a great film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she was great. Really good, and I like how that film had a. You know, it was only three in it, yeah. wasn't it? And um, it, was, it was good actually her, her performance because the only thing. Um, I'd seen her in before was Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Yeah, that's right. Where she plays a completely different role in that. She's also great in that, I think. Yeah, she is, but... She's great in that, but she's not... No, it's... Yeah, what you're saying is so great that she... You know, she's got that range because she's a completely different character. Mm. Um, One that me and Jack um, wanted to mention was Hayley Squires in in I, Daniel Blake. Yes, actually. Oh, yeah. Just how good was she in that film? I mean, relative unknown, I think. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. I've never heard of her before. But she was fantastic, and it was very emotional. Actually, quite a lot of her scenes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and you really felt for her. Yeah. Very, very well acted. Yeah, she was. She was awesome. So it deserves a shout out. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Mm. Okay. Uh, next award. <laughs> this is for the worst performance of 2016. Oh, some contenders for this one. <laughs> there really is, and uh, I think there was a bit of a heated debate about who we were going to go for this one. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, in, in the end, we just simply had to go with the film that Oscar, Kate McKinnon, for her performance in Ghostbusters. Mm. Mm. Yep. Christ knows what the character's name was. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, she, she was just the worst. She was the worst. Thoroughly deserves this award. And it was just the faces she was making whenever the camera went to oh, her. Man. Yeah, it, it was every unbearable. T- every time she was, every time she appeared on screen, unbearable. And what gets me is that everyone is talking about how great she is, and and everyone's talking about oh she's yeah. so amazing on Saturday Night Live and all that yeah. stuff. I mean, I've seen a couple of clips from Saturday Night Live as well, and she's just she is the worst. Right. Oh, have you? Right, okay. yeah. And she thinks yeah. she's so funny. She does. Yeah. She's she got massive ego. She loves herself. Yeah. Uh, yeah Jill- Jill- Gillian Holtzman. Is Holtzman. The Holtzman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Holtzman the wizard who never actually did any work, but made all this shit for the Ghostbusters. Uh, Interviews she did oh. that she did for Ghostbusters as well. She's she was like, um, oh yeah, so this character is uh, a genius, but she's also really weird and and uh, fun and eccentric. This is definitely um, the the part I've that's. Closest to my own personality. Oh God! Okay, <laughs> described herself as a genius. Yeah, exactly. But some other contenders, I put down a couple of performances in Grimsby. Rebel Wilson, mm. yeah, appalling, um, and Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, but yeah. more more so Rebel Wilson, I think. Yeah. Also, I put down Liam Hemsworth. I don't know if you remember his performance in Independence Day. I remember, yeah, because it may have been overshadowed by the embarrassing special effects. <laughs> but it was just dire. It was um, awful. Yeah. I also put um, there was Jen Murray who was in Fantastic Beasts. She was the blonde girl, the sister of um, the main love interest. Mm. Just really, really terrible. But I think we've got to 
you know, very deserved winner. Well, me and well, me before and you round up yeah, there, before, Jack. Before you round up, Jack, Henry and I have got uh, another oh. contender that we wanted to. Yeah, oh, bring shit, up. yeah. This is one that um, Jack really didn't agree with. Yeah, oh, I sorry, think mainly yeah. due to an outstanding drunken acting. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was Emily Blunt in Girl on the, Girl on the Train yeah mm. this is the one I really wanted to win likewise so did I but, so did I you know we had, to, we had to come up against Jack and there's a force for mm. uh, and Cleo to be fair was backing Jack up as well I, I just think it would have been really harsh to give her this one because I do think there were many worse performances than this yeah, you're probably right, but I, I just thought she was pretty terrible. Yeah, Emily, Emily Blunt was so poor, yeah. so poor. But yeah, I, I think Kate McKinnon was worse, <laughs> to be fair. Yeah, so. yeah. So our next award is another big one, and it's for Best Script of 2016, and the Film Night Oscar goes to The Nice Guys. Yeah. Ooh. Very well-written film. Yep. Um, it was also, all the lines were delivered very, very well, comedically... Um, uh, what's the word? Time, comedic timing. timing. Comedic yeah. timing was brilliant from it all was. the actors. We love this film, and it's a shame that it's not won more awards. Yeah, but it's just a shame it's come up against you know massive films like The Revenant. Yeah, so I think I think Revenant and Hateful Eight were other contenders for this award again, weren't they? Mm. Yeah, or something. But but we really just kind of wanted to make a point about. Mm. I love I love for this film because yeah. we've given a lot to Hateful, Hateful Eight. Eight and The Revenant. And Hateful I've, Eight scripts was awesome. Oh yeah, of course it was. Um, but we just wanted to to yeah. really kind of. Uh, but we also hit. Thought, we also um, dabbled on the idea of Deadpool as well. The, the That's true. Deadpool was, was was very good, wasn't it? That's true. But I just think I think the Nice yeah, Guys the, was a much more intelligent it, script. It, it, yeah, and it was sort of, it, it really was. Yeah, it was a good way to describe it. it well written film. It wasn't just the comedy. The, um, it was the the. Um, the mystery, yeah, 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 and uh, and giving it that seventies well, it, vibe. It's the same, yeah, exactly, which sort of makes it even better. Mm. We like stuff like that, and um, this also piss take on like noir, yeah, films, yeah. which Shane Black did in Kiss Kiss, Kiss, Kiss Bang Bang as well. Um, yeah, great scripts. And Russell, yeah, we said before about Russell Crowe and, and Ryan Gosling, how they worked together. Great pair, yeah, and yeah, Russell Crowe, he was so good in this in Nice Guys, and we nearly had him for most of. Uh, Refreshing, Refreshing performance. performance yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, well done. Well done, Shane. All right, moving on then. <laughs> we now got an award for worst film in 2016. <laughs> and yet again, yes, loves contenders. And the Film Night Oscar for worst film in 2016 goes to Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice slash Piece of Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The name says it all. What more do we need to say about that complete and utter load of dross? Yeah. <laughs> which it was. Oh, I've not heard that word in a while. <laughs> it was just abysmal, wasn't it? Yeah. From minute one to minute to two hours. Minute too off. long. <laughs> yeah. yeah, minute too long. Um, Ridiculous. So bad. So bad it was painful. DC. It, it was, yeah. I mean, we've, we've made our feelings perfectly clear on it over the uh, course of the year. I mean, there's so many contenders. Grimsby. Grimsby was the name one. Ghostbusters. Arrival. Oh. Yeah, yeah some people uh, didn't, didn't care too much for that one. But, uh, <laughs> Alice, I, we also hated Alice Through the Looking Glass. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Pretty terrible film. But yeah. Independence Day Resurgence. It was awful, wasn't it? Yeah. The Suicide Squad was tired as well. Yeah. yeah, it's a good job the Survivalist wasn't this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, the, the next award, uh, a new award, again, um, 
the Filed Film Society Film of the Year. Mm. Um, this is the first year we've been going. This, this is the first year yes. we've, we've done three, this. We've had three seasons this year. It's been yeah. Very, this was a bloody tough very one. Very rewarding. This is this, I think this is the toughest award. This was a tough one. Yeah, I agree because with that. We've seen we've seen so many films that we've given full houses. We've given tens. Yeah, and I see so many different and diverse and, films, and I think people could say around the world. People might people might be able to you know throw us well, you, you know you're handing out a lot of tens here, but we don't hand out tens for you know like for anything. It's the highest compliment you can ever do give it? to a film. We are we are not like brash with our tens. No, 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 not, no. At all, not at all. So each one of them deserved it. Yeah, and it yeah. was a bloody tough choice. It was, it was, but in the end we had to make a choice. So, ladies and gentlemen, the film night Oscar. For Filed Film Society Film of the Year goes to Son of Saul. Mm. Well done. Very well done. Yeah. An incredible film. Incredibly directed, incredibly acted. Mm. Just so clever as well. So clever uh, and harrowing. Yeah. And the way we, it was shot as well. The way it was shot. Awesome. It was beautiful. We loved it. Because, because it didn't show you a lot, but. It was just mainly it's just Saul, wasn't it? You know, yeah. just followed him round. Yeah, and and do you remember how good the sounds were? Yeah, yeah. everything was placed so yeah. we'll play that sound now. Just as you know, it was just unbelievably clever, and it really stayed with us all. I think it did. It did. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think this was the toughest one. Yeah, honestly, it was because we've had so we see so many crackers, haven't we? Yeah, lobster, fe- <laughs> uh, a girl at my a girl at my door. Yep, Phoenix, Phoenix. Yeah, was incredible. Mustang. Uh, Mustang was great. Even Rams was a really Rams enjoyable film. Rams was a great film. Mean Jack Love, Clouds of Sils Maria. Yeah, forty-five years. years. Uh, this is some. <laughs> it was so difficult to mm. to decide. Um, in the end, I, I really liked a, a War as well. I thought a War was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. As well. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. Son of Saul. Bravo. Yeah, bravo. Absolute masterpiece. Um, masterpiece masterpiece yeah alright so for 2016 this is the big one the one that the entire year boils down to and it is for best film Mm. simple as that and for this very prestigious award I think it's only fair and right to hand over to Mr Joseph Pep McClafferty to give out this most prestigious award Joe if you'd like to do the honours while standing in the middle of the road in Croydon. <laughs> the award for the best film of 2016 goes to The Hateful Eight. Thanks, Joe. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Well said, Mike. You, know, you should win best performance right there for <laughs> Joe. Um, yeah, very well said. Um, Hateful Eight. Great film. Did, did we decide this on a coin toss? Yeah. <laughs> we legit, <laughs> no, we no, legit. no, no. It was for best director. Was it the coin toss? Oh, right, okay. Yeah. I think we based. Oh. I think we based this one on that we gave oh, yeah. best director. Yeah, and then the award. Yeah. yeah. So, it, so kind of, it, it kind of was. It actually. was a coin toss. Literally a toss of a coin. Um, yeah. There's two films though: The Revenant and The Hateful Eight. I mean, they both came at the same time, yeah, beginning of the year, yeah, and it's just been all downhill since then. I know, it, it actually has. It's because of bloody awards. It has. <laughs> yeah, we just love those two films so much, as you might be able to tell. Um, but no, there's nothing wrong about that. They were the standout films of this no, year. No, no, I'm, I'm not saying there is. They're, they're in uh, another... They're all league, aren't they? There's just on yeah. another like level when, to anything else uh, we watched Earlier this year, year, when we did our, you know, I know we didn't, 
when our number one fan Matthew, what's he called, Egan? <laughs> what, yeah. Our number one Cheers. fan Matthew, what's he called? <laughs> when Matt Egan sent us that email asking us to go through our top five films, both of these films came into my head. Um, and I think, did, did anyone pick The Revenant? Joe picked um, Hateful Eight as his favourite ever film. I picked The Revenant, what? but more just kind of. Well, well, yeah, so, about that and that film. wasn't limited to this year, that, was, that could have been any film. Yeah. And yeah. both of them were in our minds yeah. as, you know, so yeah. just mm. unbelievable. Well done, Quentin, on another masterpiece. Yes. So, uh, very well deserved, Hateful Eight, best film of the year. Right. Woo! Well, there we have it, folks. 26 awards was that? 27? 26. 26. It took us over an hour, but at least it's not as long as the actual Oscars. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It should be great. And, and grateful. And we got no breaks. We, we do, we do really encourage feedback. If you disagree or if you agree, yeah, lots of it. Yeah, you know what? Do you think should have won? Yeah, what 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 awards do you think we should have handed out as well? And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, Oscar picks. And where can they reach us? They can reach us at Film Night. Podcast at yeah no fuck they can reach us at film night at yahoo.co.uk Jack yes or you know if you just want to go on Twitter what to type in to find yeah let us know on Twitter I mean you just have to type in the search bar on Twitter just film night underscore it's very oh, simple effective yeah because yeah. uh, we find we, us but we get a lot of tweets so to help us out if you could just use the hashtag um, film night Oscars <laughs> yeah um, right well thank Christ or, or Foscas <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank Christ we skipped news and quiz. Yeah, bloody hell. Yeah. But let's just get on to what we've watched this week, guys. Okay. Let's blast through this, because yeah. we're two hours in. Well, very quickly. Yeah. So, for... uh, can I just give, um, just give a round of applause to anyone who's still listening to this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Yeah, thank bravo. You. Cheers, guys. Bravo. Uh, thanks, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, fortunately, as it's very late, only one thing, and I can't even discuss it because Richie hasn't seen it yet, mm. and that is The Apprentice Final. Yeah. Um, so oh. I, I literally can't say anything, but that's all I've watched this week. Did you enjoy it? Yes. Uh, well, next the, the series, the series, <laughs> the series as a the series as a whole, I thought was quite weak this year. I thought, and I know they picked them for TV anyway, but I thought this year they were particularly dumb. Mm. Um, but there you go. That's it for me. So let's crack on, Woody. Um, yeah. Well, I quite a few things. Um, two films, but um, okay. I'm trying to keep them brief. Just one thing we didn't mention for. Getting to the films is uh, we didn't talk about End of Planet Earth two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Any of you been kept keeping? Yeah, yeah. I watched. So it. I watched every. Yeah, I did. I loved yeah. it. Um, it was it's such an incredible series. I love how the last one was about like the future and looking yeah, into yeah, the cities. Yeah, yeah. Just, just brilliant. And I, I did quite like how um, I read in the paper Planet Earth two got a better rating than the X Factor final. He's on at the same time, mm-hmm. the same night. Yeah. It's good. I like to see that because usually, yeah. usually it's. The reality TV always gets it, mm. but I know you you would have been watching X Factor Final, wouldn't you? So uh, I can't remember which I watched and which yeah, I recorded. Yes. Well, how many? What what day every week do you watch About Time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that one's priority over those two. Yeah, it gives you good fa- good faith in the British public. There's, mm. A lot of them still go to these great shows. Yeah, but yeah, I must say I did watch the X Factor. Yeah, so well done, so well done. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Uh, no, yeah, it was a great show. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to Planet yeah. Earth. Yeah, I just wanted to just to mention that. Yeah, um, right. So Christmas with cranks. I <laughs> had to get in, had to get it out there, get mm. it done. Um, yeah, and I, I stand by with what I said in the Elf episode about changing the rating. Yeah, um, I think Elf's a better film, definitely. Hmm. 
but yeah, yeah, I'm not going to say anything other than that apart from listening to our review. Yeah. Um, and then one rewatch, and then one film that's a bit of a cult classic that I've never seen before. So I'll start with rewatch, and I'll rewatch today. Liar, liar. Hey, um, I love that. What a great film. With Jim Carrey. That is um, so funny. I've not seen it in ages. Me neither. And I used to watch it, me and my sister used oh. to watch it all the time when we were in oh, that's great. I fucking love it. And it, it's such a funny film. Isn't it? Yeah. From, from from start to finish, and it is one of those films where you just it's sit back and relax. It's so easy. Classic Carey. It's classic Carey, and it, it came out about time, I think it was 97 when it was released. He was in the peak of his powers. He was in the peak of his powers. He, he had the sort of the back end of the like mid to late nineties, he was just on fire. Every, everything he made, apart from the Batman film, um, <laughs> he started with. I think Ventura, Ace Ventura, came out like ninety four, yeah. and then from like ninety four onwards, he was just amazing. Wow, Wow is one of my favourites of his. Uh, Ace yeah. Ventura, When Nature Calls, is one that I used to watch all the time as well. Pet Detective as well. Is yeah, no, that's a great one yeah. as well. Yeah, I just used to watch that. Um, yes, yeah, so I literally um, it just popped up on Netflix feed today. Um, I was just thought, yeah, you know, fuck it, I've got 90 minutes, let's watch it. And, and yeah, I, it, I forgot how funny, how funny it is. And, um, His facial expression. Just watch it now because it, it's been so long since I've seen it. I can't remember the last time I saw it. Um, yeah, and it even throws in like a few self aware jokes about himself that I'd sort of passed me by and never really noticed before. And, and yeah. Yeah, just just a marvelous film. It's, oh. it's so when he, laugh out loud. It's one of those laugh out loud films. When he gets in the lift with that girl with massive tits, yeah, it's yeah. so funny. Yeah, and the morning after when both thing is, I mean, it's such a ridiculous idea. And which is the, the end when he actually goes and gets when he's running all the time and playing. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> but Shit, right. When she said, when she says to him after the after the, the morning, trying to tell a lie, the morning after when he goes, um, <laughs> yeah. when he goes, <laughs> when she says to him, how was that for you? And he goes, I've had better. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's just a great film from start to finish, and the support cast is really good. And <laughs> interestingly, the new husband, her, the girl's new husband, I can't remember the name. Mm. He is. In the first Saw film, it's him out Saw, the guy who ends oh. up chopping his own leg off. Oh. I, thought, I, was I, picture, me, I can I think picture him I, now. I think I recognise him. Yeah. I was like, where the fuck have I seen him before? Why don't I have DB after? And he's in bloody Saw. <laughs> yeah, lie, lie. It, for me, it's a, it's a classic in my eyes. It's a classic. And it just backs up our point of, please, Jim, come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Carrie, come, come back. back. Yeah. yeah, it was a great film. And then, um, yeah... Uh, Final thing for me, um, I watched for the first time a film that was on my list on Netflix. You know, you make your own list, and it's something I've heard a lot about, and it's got a bit of a cult. It's a bit of a cult classic, and something I've never seen before. And it's uh, that's Dazed and Confused. Ah. Um, oh, Richard Linklater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Directed by him. Yeah, seen it? no, no, but I know it was. I've heard a lot about it. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's basically set in. It's in 1976. It's the last day of school in 1976. Mm. And it just follows these people, these school people, school kids, on for their day. On, they had to just go out and have a blowout for, <laughs> for the summer. Very simple concept. It's a bit weird at the start because there's a lot of like freshman initiations. I couldn't really understand what was going on. Right. Basically, the older kids were getting over the little kids and like beating, Hazing. beating them up. And, yeah. Yeah. Putting loads of shadows, like what's going on? Because you know, I've been called college. 
high school now. So mm. I wasn't really shown the ages and, and, right. of, of the kids. And it's not really told to you, but it, it doesn't really matter. You, you just trying to. Yeah, because they, they call it university, college. College and all this shit, yeah, exactly. Fucking idiots. So you know, so <laughs> you know, work out for I, I love this film. I love this film. Um, yeah, it's one of those that I've always heard a lot about. It had, a, it had an awesome soundtrack. Every song that we used was just I heard of before. It, it just mm. it, it worked really well. Yeah, worked really well. Mm. Um, I think we've said it before about the nice guys. We like things that are set in the seventies. And, and yeah, I love that time period. Yeah, and it's just it's not there's nothing. Um, Hard hitting about it. It's just. Is know, it quite an easy watch, or is it? It's an easy watch, but. But is it deeper than it looks on the surface? I've, it's not really. I, I suppose it, to a degree, it is. Yeah, but mm. it's mainly just. Um, film values, young yeah. people who are just find, trying to find themselves in in life. So yeah, there is a bit. No, actually, yeah, yeah, there is actually, yeah. Now, now I think of it, yeah, and cast is decent. Cast is decent. Um, ben Affleck's in it. A young, a young Ben Affleck, and I, really? I've got to say, it's the best performance that I've seen from him. Oh god! Before he sort of went all typecast and just does the same shit now, he actually had emotions. Before he went full, he was mean. he was one of the older kids, and he was like going around beating up all these little kids. Oh, yeah. And he was he was actually quite um, he was quite good. I don't know what happened to him. This, this must have been like one of the first ever films he made. Hmm. Yeah, he, he, I really liked his performance. Andrew Goldberg was in it. Um, Adam Goldberg was in it. Mm. Who else was not notable? Mila jo- Jovovich. She's that good. Yeah, she's that good. I know. And then um, there's a guy called Matthew McConaughey. Never. <laughs> what happened to him? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Matthew McConaughey was in it. He came in later in the film. He oh, was cool. awesome. Awesome. Hmm. He's like the older student who sort of left school, but he's still um, hanging around. Yeah. I think that's where that phrase, you know, his little all right, all right, all right. Mm, that's that where, is, that's that where that it comes from. Alright, cool. Sounds on like my street, this one. If you get that, it's, it's not too long, either. It's about hour 45. Is there a fair bit of horizontal refreshment? <laughs> Um no no oh, no right. no, okay. no, just, no no shame. No, you're watching it. No, it's just a very very good film. I could sort of see why it's got a sort of a cult following. Um, cool. Nice little standalone film. Is yeah, I'd reckon. I think you both enjoy it. Yeah, I think you both enjoy it. Hmm. Sounds like um, a good. Yeah, that is it for me. Right. Well, I haven't watched anything this week. Right. Goodbye. <laughs> just uh, yeah, I've been editing all week, so I haven't had a yeah. chance to watch anything, unfortunately. But since we're recording this before Christmas time, I am planning to use up the rest of my time now that I've got uh, a bit a spare, um, whenever I can, to get some Christmas films. Shoved in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I need to watch some more. Some classic rewatches. I am. Okay, cool. Well, uh, I guess we'll just move on to say then. Say next year. (laughs) Yeah, you can email us at filmnights at yahoo.co.uk. Please follow us on Twitter at filmnights underscore and subscribe to us on YouTube, iTunes, and any other podcast that you found us on. Other than that, unless anybody's got anything else they'd like to say, well, let's say. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Well, yeah. yeah this will be out after Christmas. Yeah. I hope you enjoy oh, well, your Christmas. Oh, sorry. Uh, Happy New Year then, Cox. Happy, yeah, Happy New Year. Yeah. Good. Um, All right. I, I would also like to say, but um, forces with me and I am at one with the force. So. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the force is with all of us and we're all at one with the force. So <laughs> just granted, isn't it? Yeah. Christ. Uh, right, well, <laughs> if that's everything, then I guess I'll say uh, it's goodbye from me and Happy New Year. It's goodbye from me and a happy new year. It's goodbye from me and happy new year. <laughs>